Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. On today's special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, we're going to be talking about the multiplayer rules for Super Show the Game. Joining me today to talk about this topic is actually a fantastic panel. I'm even surprised with some of the people that showed up to be perfectly, you know, pull back the curtain. I'm going to kick it off with the rules authority, the main rules authority of the game, the founder, the creator, the CEO, the SRG, B-O-S-S himself, Steve Resk. Oh, hey, man. Hey, right back at you. Next guest, the general manager of Buckeye Championship Wrestling, a former LFF tag team champion, the man behind Colin the Chrononaut and the SRG Zombie, one half of Zombie Cakes, Colin son. Hello, hello. My third member of the panel, multiple time LFF Tornado tag team champion, a man who's a future Hall of Famer in this game. Someone who's always in the mix. The brain himself, Bob Dunn. Help control the pet population. Have your cut spayed or neutered. Does that make me Rod Roddy? Uh, well, well, that was Bob Barker. I know, but that's the announcer on The Price is Right. Yeah, but Barker was always the one who said that. Right, but if I'm... This okay, yes, yeah, I, I suppose this is... This is yeah, we're, that, we're, that getting right, right. we're getting too off topic. We're getting too off topic. And joining the Outlaw Mudcast for the first time, one of the most prominent members of Impact, Google Docs Dan. I believe himself a former LFF Tag Team Champion. Mr. Do you go by Google? Do you go by Doc? Do you go by Dan? How do you go? Do the post office. Do the post office? Do the post office. Get your lawsuits ready, folks. Don't know what that's about. I'm just going to call you Dan because that's what I'm going to do. Dan works. Thank you, sir. Thank Dan you for having works. me on the show. I'm glad to have you. Last minute edition, but a welcome surprise to the panel. So there's a lot of different ways we can start off talking about multiplayer. There's, of course, three prominent multiplayer formats. In Super Show the game, the multiplayer tag that is a two-man team versus a two-man team. There are the triple threat or triad as they're now known matches, and then there are the fatal four-way matches. I think the first place to start, because I know this is the uh, big topic that I know that at least Colin and I discuss quite a lot with BCW, it's going to be how gimmicks work in multiplayer matches. I know that with with the discussions I've had with Colin, because there's a few different types of gimmicks. There's gimmicks that work off roles. There's gimmicks that work off cards. And then there's just sort of other types of gimmicks in general. So let me just throw it out there. How do you guys think the gimmicks should work in multiplayer formats? 
Well, I guess I'll go ahead and start uh, since you're referencing me there. Um, I think that ultimately, and I think Steve would agree with this. I know we had a small discussion in, in Cleveland, but the idea is that I would think that the your gimmick should have the same um, percentage of of working that they would in singles. So basically, you're not changing the odds. So that, so in my opinion, um, it, it would be hey, if something works on a one in six, then it should still remain a one in six uh, to maintain the game balance. Yeah, I would... you you hit that right what our goal is to be. We're trying to keep the power levels when you cross over between singles and multiplayer as close as possible. Obviously, it is impossible to make them equivalent because there are different rules and functions in multiplayer that don't exist in singles. So we do see that some people still are better in multiplayer because of that, even if we're trying to keep the power level of the gimmicks triggering statistically the same when they're in singles or they're in multiplayer. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's easy to see some of those differences when you break down those classes that Michael was talking about, right? So to me, gimmicks fall into one of three, maybe four classes, but... You know, there are classes of things that, that trigger when you roll a particular skill or number. There are classes that trigger when your opponent rolls a particular skill or number. There are classes when you hit a particular card. And then there's the sort of, you know, universal generic class that doesn't qu fall into any of those three categories. Um, and I think what's important for people to understand is that in many multiplayer formats... Classes that trigger on hitting a card and on uh, and on your opponent rolling a particular skill. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Classes that trigger on hitting a card are less likely to go off in multiplayer unless you're winning a lot of turns, right? So that this is where you get you get into circumstances where certain multiplayer formats will benefit from uh, gimmicks that are role-based rather than card-based because you always roll even if you don't play a card on that particular turn and um you know I, I don't think it's i don't think it's malicious i don't think it's, it's necessarily wrong i just think it's important for people who are looking at power levels to understand that and it, you can see it in the characters that have won the tag team the the four-player tag team titles right almost universally characters that have won the four-player tag team titles I, I wish i had the exact list but most of them are role-based gimmicks they're not hit a card based gimmicks and they're not and they're not sort of universal trigger gimmicks yeah actually when i was tag team uh i was did it with el pollo and mascarta and i believe uh, my partner was rvd so weirdly enough those were both card hitting based gimmicks yeah. but uh yeah uh, but i feel like um to, to, to Brain's point, I can definitely see where, um, you know, you have less opportunity to hit cards. However, I've seen, because we play a lot of multiplayer locally, um, if you see someone throw a move at another player and they don't stop it, you now also have the knowledge that there's higher odds your move's going to hit. So I think in one-on-one, -on -one you never know, whereas in multiplayer, it's like if everybody's hitting somebody with a follow-up grapple, you go, oh man, now my follow-up grapple's going to hit that guy. Right. I mean, late, late stage multiplayer, that's, you know, there, we could go into the math and calculus behind how and when you choose to play cards against certain opponents in late stage multiplayer with more than one opponent, but that's that's a whole different show. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, again, I, I think it's just, um, again, I don't think it's anything malicious. I do think that until the slight adjustment that was put in uh, uh, was put in for characters like RVD, where they have a permanent bonus based on having a card in play, I do think that there was an unfair advantage to certain competitors in that class. Um, you know, so, for example, RVD, Liger you know, fill in the blank, right? If if by having a card in play, they got a permanent bonus that could cause a sort of turn roll lockout or turn roll advantage. Um, having that against... Having that by having one card in play also makes them much more powerful. Well, um, I would so say that's... that based on the point that Zombie's making, where if you have a, a gimmick that you requires you to hit a card... You have to win a turn roll, which you'll be winning less, right? Because there's more options of other players to win against you. So if we didn't do this rule where we reduce the odds to multiplayer matches to be the same as singles, think about now these players have double advantage over them. So not only are they, to begin with, at an advantage because they have a turn roll gimmick, so it can trigger more frequently, right? But now you're letting the people double the odds as well. So if I feel like you really, really left that gap wide open if you were able to mathematically double the odds of your turn rolls, which happen every time, but also reducing your the effectiveness of other gimmicks because they have to wait their turn in what could be three or four other players. And now let's and before we go on, let's just go over that rule change we're talking about this is when you have a competitor where and we use rvd as an example when rvd has a uh, card with high in the name in play i believe it's the seven eight nine skills printed are plus one mm -hmm. the current rule and correct me if i'm wrong is that when that gimmick is live during the turn roll it is live against every player and then what if um either the rvd player or the player he has the card against win the turn roll and they play against each other the gimmicks live in that case right so it's live during the turn roll and then after the turn roll it effectively what we would say is tunnels it's between those two players yeah, like like RVD would only get the bonus on, let's say, a finish roll, I would think, against the person or persons who he actually has a high card against. Um, while that seems really good in turn rolls, you got to remember you're also splitting resources. So let's say he's in a four-player game. Um, he may get that plus one to the turn roll, but now he also has to worry about getting high cards on everyone in order to get the bonus on the finish roll or the breakout. Yeah, that is the correct ruling on that. Right. You know, just to go into mathematically... What we're talking about, one in six. There's obviously some exceptions that would mm -hmm. be one in three, or, you know, things like Jay White that would probably also be one in three. But the odds of you winning a roll and taking a turn is 
I'd say in tag team one and four is probably a fair thing, right? There's four players. Everybody in a vacuum has an equal chance of winning the role. So you have a one in four chance compared to a one in six chance of your gimmick triggering on a roll. However, once you've taken that one in four advantage, now you have to try to statistically calculate what are the odds you now hit a card, right? And then if it's an offensive hit or is it something that you could use defensively? So I don't know if in a vacuum these gimmicks are so far off uh, with this ruling, but it would absolutely be far off if you had a person who targeted on your opponent's role and now you're, you've changed your gimmick to one in three because then just naturally it'll trigger more than one in four. So I think with the adjustment here, I don't know how far off you being able to hit a card from your opponent triggering on a one and six is. I mean, I'm sure, to me, initially, it sounds like the one and six turn roll is more frequently obtained than being able to win the one and four and then hit a card. But I don't think the gap is as big in that scenario. Right. And I think, again, it's, it's uh, just some, you know, something that people should should know when they're plotting multiplayer character selection, right? The, there is a class of characters who gets very hurt by a multiplayer, and this is, but this has always been the true. Um, and those are characters that manipulate the board state between themselves and their t- opponent. Uh, for example, Kenny Omega, right? So. Kenny Omega says, you know, if you, if you will grapple, discard a card your opponent has in play. Yeah. Well, you know, a a smart strategy in multiplayer is simply never to play cards against Kenny Omega. Because if you don't play cards against Kenny Omega, he can't clear cards that anyone else, that, that your opponent has in play against anyone else. At least that's the way that's currently assumed to be to be written. Yeah, but on the uh, opposite end of the coin, like, Kenny Omega will still play cards against their opponent, right? So yeah, he sure. has still the ability yeah. to clear away stops, which is huge, right? Sure, although that just gives your opponent to stop back so they can recur it, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kenny Omega, from my understanding, because he's not hitting cards, he would have to pre-select uh, before the game starts and every crowd meter who he would be targeting every time his gimmick goes off, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think that we should backtrack on Colin's point, right? because I think we're jumping way ahead and we're not starting with the basics that now in multiplayer, you need to choose a target, right? At the beginning of the match, you will choose your target. And this will affect your spotlights, your gimmick, uh, when it needs to target and anything else you might Your have entrance, like entrance card. card. Right. Yeah, entrance so card. That was one of the questions I had. Yeah, yeah and actually, go ahead your targets would be focused. And that's something that we didn't kick the show off with saying, because that's the major rule change here, right? We started with why we did it, but we didn't really talk about what we had done. So we have made it where you select an opponent, that is your target for all your effects, entrance cards, spotlights, gimmick. um, And that is what, you know, what this conversation is based on. So that being said, what we're talking about here with Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega has a target and he has to target somebody clearing out a card. Not only does he have to choose one player, but that player then has to have only cards in play against them, not in the tunnel for somebody else. And so just to confirm this, because I was going to ask this question, you have to target the entrance card gimmick and any potential finishers all against the same opponent. You can't split those up. Correct. Okay. 
Now, Steve, there is an interesting um, side to that uh, sidebar to that rule, which is, uh, what about spectacles? Because we've never really talked about spectacles and whether they are targeted. But yeah, in theory, no, spectacles. Or spectacles are aren't they situational? Like usually during yeah, Bob, a turn. If it says if your opponent has four or more cards in your hand, can you uh, yeah. spectacle the person you're targeting? Right. I mean, that would be interesting. I don't know if we've ever applied that. I think well, a lot never of even the conversations from here are going to... You know, this won't be tuned into this episode and get all the answers on multiplayer. I think this will be some pretty <laughs> solid groundwork. Um, yeah, like, is your spectacle tunneled? Because if your opponent has four or more cards in their hand than you, it's still your opponent. They still do, you know. As of right now, there is no tunneling on a spectacle. Yeah, uh, like a good example, I think, Steve, would be the... Um... Uh, like, uh, was it the the one where you draw two if they have five or more than you? Are you able to just randomly pick somebody, or do you have to, you know, already have that person uh, pre-selected? I think it's, uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Ringside pep talk or something, or to the rescue. Yeah, one of those. To the rescue, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's, you're allowed to choose your spectacle target, same way you'd be able to choose the move you play against, right? Yeah, you still only get one a game, so, you know. Yeah, so here's here's an interesting just devil's advocate question. In that case, right, and assuming that we've everything we've said so far is true, you must choose an opponent and your gimmick basically says when it says your opponent, it would say if if I chose Dan as my opponent, it would just say when Dan does this, <laughs> your gimmick goes off. Uh why couldn't Kenny Omega clear a card that his opponent has in play against another opponent? It's not in his tunnel. Well, that so that's the old rule. I, I I would say that tunneling is more of the old multiplayer style than targeting, and I'm just wondering if anybody's even reconsidered whether that should have changed. No, next. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, because I know that's come up in games I've been a part of multiplayer. Yeah. Where, like, for example, there's the uh, you might have a gimmick. I think uh, Vampire Bastet when she hits a. Uh, submission the opponent discards a card i know people i know there's been discussion about well can i pick like let's say we were all of us were in a multiplayer match and i decided i was going to make bob my target so if i play a submission against colin does bob have to discard a card he hasn't played i think uh steve mentioned something to me uh in cleveland about um think of it as a wrestling match right um, you know, if Marty Skrull or Mr. Snap goes to snap someone's fingers, why would the other guy suddenly feel the pain? Um, it, it comes down to, you know, who, who's being hit by it and would that make sense, you know, and, and, and not only a flavor sense, but, you know, kind of a balance sense of, you know, hey, I'm hitting this guy at the move, so he's going to feel the pain. Why would anyone else notice that? Yeah, I think that this is where it starts getting interesting and we should move into the discussions on like the applications rather than the hypotheticals. and. To the point is I like to balance the flavor with backing it by statistics, right? So in the case of Mr. Snap, and I've seen people say, okay, Mr. Snap has to choose a target and he can only make them randomly buried. To me, that doesn't really make sense because his whole gimmick is he has stronger abilities to like break people's fingers, right? So if you did that to one person, why would the other person bury a card? Furthermore, when you want to back it up by math, the way I look at it and maybe... People would disagree with my logic, but 
Whether Mr. Snap has one opponent or 50 opponents, he still only has the same amount of snap triggers in his deck. Now he has to distribute them like between the players. Right? So like for me, it would be cut and dry that Mr. Snap, whoever he hits a snap card against, would have to randomly bury. You know, I know it gets a little bit dicey now when people say like if you have three snaps in play, your opponent's gimmick is blank. Is that targeted? Yes or no? You know? I feel like no. And that's the conversations that we have. Again, Mr. Snap is hitting you these snap cards. If he does it, he injures you, and now you have a blank gimmick. But the difference being here is that he's not adding more snaps. He's actually limiting himself a little bit more on how he's able to do it. However, and get you guys' opinions on it, I've seen people rule that Snap tunnels halfway, and he, he tunnels all the way. That's where I think the... The main questions towards this start to arise. When you say halfway and all the way, could you be a little more specific? Because I don't know. So some people have it. said, if I'm Mister Snap, where I hit a card with uh, finger lock or snap in the name, my opponent randomly buries a card, and if I have four of those cards in play, my opponent's gimmick is blank. So what they have said is, if you hit either player. With a snap, they randomly bury. However, you can only blank one person's gimmick, and that's your target. Okay, So that's what I mean by half. Fully targeting would be I select my opponent, and if I play a snap against the other opponent, nothing happens. There's no random bury because it's not my target. I think to your point of resource management, saying that he only has so many snaps, um, it's already a pretty big feat to try to get four on one person as it is so um my personal opinion is it's not too bad if you know you say if he has four on the board against player a and four on the board against player b that he could blank both gimmicks but he still had to spend eight snaps to do it um and that's you know what are the odds that i don't think we've ever seen that locally in a multiplayer game and i'm actually someone who plays mr snap quite frequently so uh, i mean that would i guess ultimately come down to you know your call or your local uh gm's call or whatnot yeah, and in multiplayer, it's, there are breakouts, there are saves. There's a lot of things that could clear the board more or less. So I think that it's not as easy to go in. And to me, I would kind of chalk that up under, you know, harmless. Where if you did get four snaps on each player, like thumbs up, you know? Yeah. You put the work yeah. in. Yeah, while that can definitely be, I can see why people would be wary of that. I think you have to let that ride. It's just it's one of those odd cases where if you happen to get you know eight snaps out four in one player four in another yeah it's an unfortunate situation for those players but again you know look at the work you have to put in to make that work the other thing too is when you start you know half targeting fully targeting it just that type of stuff just gets confusing to me yeah, and that's why we were trying to keep it as simple as possible and have some ground rules. And I think there's some glaring things that need to be discussed, you know, based on the ground rules. Yeah, like I remember going back to that RVD example, I remember there was a lot of discussion about, you know, having multiple values during turn rolls. And I just thought that was, no, just make it, you know, you to same across the board. Now... I will ask this question because this has come up. Let's say we'll use that. We'll use a scenario 
We're in a multiplayer. I'm RVD. I've got a high out against uh, Dan. Turn roll happens. Bob and I bump. That's gonna will that bonus go away? Because Dan is now locked out of the turn roll. No, there's no, there's nothing written and there's no plan to if someone bumps out. Let's call it a bump out, even though it's not correct. Right. Um, they are still present in the match. Just because they didn't roll that turn roll doesn't mean that they're not a legal target anymore. Nothing else can happen to them. They're still just as much as in the game as they were before, except they're not using a turn roll. And because they don't have a turn roll, they can't win the next turn roll. I think th this also breaks down a little bit into triple threat and four player plus, because let's say you have a character like, uh, you know, uh, RVD. And he has now higher odds of rolling higher numbers, but in a, like a triple threat that also increases his odds that his opponents will team up against him um, because now he's going to win more rolls. But the other players now have higher odds of combining their score and beating said person who's winning all the rolls. So I think that balances out pretty good in triple threat, um, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I could see that. You know, sometimes having a static skill uh, gives your opponents an additional option to do a double team. Well, we should probably talk about the difference between triple threat and four or more player. Um, I mean, Colin basically alluded to it. So, you know, when you have, when you're in a four player tag or a triple threat match, if you and another player roll the same skill and you're both losing the turn roll, you can team up, add your uh, add your skill numbers together, and if the if the combined number is higher than the other player who would have won the turn roll, then you each win the turn, which is the same sort of team up that you get in four player tag. Yeah, and of course yeah, that doesn't exist in in four or more player matches where there are three or more opponents. Right, yeah. Double because... team does only exists in the triad and the tag format. Right. Right. Because when you have I'm three or more opponents, on, bump out rules, on the so. tunneling rule with multiplayer, like triple threat, or if you're doing fatal four way or bird cage or one of the many multiplayer matches, where would the rules change? I know that you know thematically things are different because you have different things than you could do, but I feel like the yeah. rules still apply the same way. So, so a good example would be, um, let's take a, a zombie, for example. Uh, if you know if your opponent rolls three greater than you, you can pick up a non-finished from your discard pile. Let's say we're playing triple threat, and I roll, I have chosen my opponent, pre-selected player A, and the player A and player B bump. Now, would zombie be in the next roll after that bump? Would he be able to look at the rolls after, or is he kind of sidelined for a moment? If he doesn't have an input for a turn roll, there's no comparison. Okay, that's how that's. I agree with that. That's how I've been playing it. I just wanted to get that out there because um, I know yeah, that no, comes that up a, a lot. Very, that's a very important distinction, right? If I um, if I'm X Royce or Zombie or anyone, and I've bumped out and I'm not in the next turn roll, am I? Is my roll considered zero? No, I would say non-existent. There's no input. 
However, if you have a character with a gimmick that says when your opponent rolls a particular skill, that you would still see them roll that skill even if you're not involved in the in the uh, roll off. Yes, because you're still in the match. You just don't have a turn roll comparison. Right. So oh, okay. somebody, so somebody like Big Shot, if Big Shot's not in a turn roll because he's not part of a bump, he could still make one of the two if they rolled submission re-roll? Absolutely, yep. If EDM okay. bumped out and their targeted opponent rolled a 10, he'd draw a card. Okay. All right. And again, this is where, this is where you start to see the distinction between gimmicks that work really well with multiple opponents because it's just not like it's not like a 50 percent increase but it's like a you know there are percentage points of Mm -hmm. of additional likelihood that certain gimmicks will go off because you get a exposed to more turn rolls than you do opportunities to play cards and you know so so turn roll gimmicks tend to trigger more in multiple opponent matches I think I think that's going to be unavoidable. It's a very small increase. Um, you also have to look at player awareness. If if the other two players notice that that guy, are they going to maybe target him first? Um, we've seen that uh, locally where it gets a little it gets silly because it's like, oh man, that guy's a that guy's a threat or he's a threat late game or whatever. It's kind of a threat assessment. In elimination style, I would absolutely say that the stronger your character is, the bigger the bullseye is. Yeah. Now, with that being said, though, with the characters that get incrementally stronger, I feel there's a an inverse of that, and it's the bump characters, especially in four-player games. Because um, from my understanding, once you get in the four-player plus, you have bump outs. And bump outs are not actually bumps. Am I correct in that? Yeah, they bump can outs, result in a bump. They can never result in a bump under the way the rules are currently written. All right, so Michael Kirk is probably coming with some fantastic loophole here. That he's going okay. to try to exploit. But yes, you, right. they can reserve the bump. I roll 10, you roll 10, okay. you roll 6, you roll 6. We all have 0. 0 is equal 0, we bump. Okay, then you'll need to... Because I'm where I'm getting this from is actually from supershowthegame.com's rule page. Okay. They have actually rewritten it to say... Let me scroll down to where a bump-out rule, bump rule is. They all say this. If all players bump out to zero, all players draw a card as if a normal bump occurred. All right, which next. to me, <laughs> let's keep this to, moving. That's how it works. You know, which, but but here's the deal. To me, that means players that have gimmicks that would trigger off a bump, like so. For example, uh, Devil's Advocate in a Fatal Four Way. If everybody bumps out, Devil's Advocate's not going to trigger. He he will trigger. Why would he trigger? It's a bump. Under the bump. equal. Yeah. I mean, again, I think you're just trying to like micromanage words here. I'm I'm literally not micromanaging words. As, as if a bump had occurred, right? So. Right. Yeah. So, it's a bump. Would you like it rephrased as it is? Yes, a bump? I, I I would 100% like it rephrased as a bump. I think it'd be better. I like the way the rules were before this change. Who changed this? Where is this? Who? who where this is this? Is, uh, this is literally on your website. Okay, so where is the citation that it was changed is what I want to know. So if I, I don't have to go back and find the old rules from the old website, but literally they didn't say, they didn't have this caveat about you draw as if a bump occurred. They just said that all the rules went to zero, and under normal bump rules, well, if everyone rolls the same thing, you bump. 
again, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think this is kind of like micromanaging an explanation trying to say if everybody bumped out, it's like a normal bump would have occurred. You know, I think that if there's one or one word in there that's throwing that off. Um, I, I don't really want to spend too much time on that. To me, it seems clear. Okay. I don't know if other people okay. here uh, felt, you know, we have Cronin out, we have Dan and the brain. Did it seem that that wasn't the case, by the way, it was explained? I no, think I think it's just, I, I think I've, I've, I've always assumed it is a bump because yeah. I never, I never read I, that part of the page. But I don't think, I, I don't think most people will even read the rules page. I think that that's fair. I was called out on it yesterday where somebody had something to say about, you know, double teams and it wasn't, it's not written anywhere where a triple threat, the player with the highest role plays one first and headed right over to the website, you know, pulled up the link, showed them and it was there. So I don't, I don't believe people read it. And maybe in cases like this, I think you get more people um, thinking that that's the way it, it works where it's not a bump, but still to me, when you read that out loud, Mike, it still seemed to me like it was crystal clear. Like, it, you know, I don't know if the as if is what is getting you hung up on yeah. it, but yeah, I think yeah. that's the, yeah, what that, he's that's looking a, at. That, yeah, that to me is what's telling me it's not a real bump because if it was a real bump, if all players rolled a zero, you just draw for a bump. Saying that it's as if a bump occurred tells me, well, it's not actually a bump because if it was a bump, you wouldn't have to say, as if it would just be a, presumed it'd be a bump. I think the clarification is there because most people would not understand that it's still a bump, and that question has come up enough for you to say that. But yes, I I, I see your point, and I think we should just move on yeah. and focus on. All right. The so, real issue is how yeah. does bump tunnel, and that's what I wanted to spend some time on, because that's a big yeah. one, right? Is the bump considered tunneled, or if you choose an opponent? Is it only your target opponent you bump with, right? Yeah, I think a, a good character to, to examine would be uh, like uh, Devil's Advocate's a good one, uh, Mac Attack, uh, where you know she, she makes, I believe, the opponent does not draw, instead so they they bury a card, I think, or the discard. It's one of the two. They discard, yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, would that be a pre-selected? <laughs> Again, well, I mean, for you me, can I bump. think that it's it's uh, like tickets to the downfall here, where I think there's going to be a lot of gray areas and things that people you know don't necessarily agree with with consistency and to me i think one of the grayest areas is bumps so i think that we really mm-hmm. should get the insight on that so perfect example mac attack devil's advocate does he have to focus on one person and when that person bumps you take the turn right like mathematically where do you fall in the bump pool do you have twice as many odds of bumping or is it still the same I would say yeah. you have to target somebody the same way you'd have to target somebody with Snake Pit. Because with certain characters, Snake Pit, the Mac Attack, if you can basic, if you can sort of choose your target, you're always going to choose a target that gives you the greatest advantage. So to me, with something like that, where it's possible on a turn roll that you could literally, in that case, bump with any player, you have to choose one. I think that that's the most consistent ruling we see. Like, I would say Devil's Advocate has to tarnal, and when he bumps with that player, he wins the roll. Right? But now, mathematically, it's a hard calculation. I'm sure we could statistically figure out, you know, what are your odds if you bump? So, for example, if I rolled a 10, I have two people who have a 1 in 6 chance of rolling a 10, right? So I would have 
twice the odds of bumping, it would seem, when you roll a 10. But if you roll a 9, even if somebody else rolls a 9, you could still lose the roll. So I feel like the math would then skew the other way. So I don't know if anybody has some input on that. Mathematically, what are your odds of bumping in a tag team match or in a singles match? Well, well, yeah, if you if you could bump off of either opponent, then your odds of bumping are always higher. <laughs> so, it's you know, just like, if I have a six, right, the odds of me bumping a six, I feel like, in a one player, would happen more frequently than if I rolled a six. One in six. Yeah. Like, if I roll, it would be one in six, right? But, like, realistically, if I roll a six in a tag team match, odds are one of the players are going to roll over a seven, right? So, like, even though you're increasing it on one end on the high rolls, I think on the low rolls, you're going to bump way less frequently. Where you might get away with a five or a six in singles, you're almost never going to win that bump with um, those low rolls. Are we saying somebody like Velvet Assassin then would trigger on bumping with any opponent, not just their targeted opponent? No. And again, I want to try to focus on, like, universally not like a specific character i think that the bumping needs a target right but i also if we're going to go statistically to try to back it up by numbers i'm not sure if that's backed up by statistics that would be my initial gut you know, right and again i think this is a, a fairly difficult calculation i'm just saying i don't know if hypothetically is the right word but just as a as a gut feeling i don't believe your odds of bumping are that much higher in multiplayer than it appears. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, we're using a, we're using a perversion of statistics because technically everything is one in six on a six-sided die where the three rolls are independent and not contingent on one another. So, I, yeah, I, I don't... Because if I roll a six, there are two opportunities that my opponents roll higher than a six, right? And I don't know if it's sure. like, the fact that they're independent still make it one and six and one and six, but right. Like for example, if I flipped a coin and I got heads, and there were two people flipping a coin, and I would need one of them to get tails for me to lose, I feel like the more coins that flip, the odds are better, right? And this is again what Brain was pointing out, it might be flawed because we're doing this under the assumption we already know what one player has rolled, right? Right. But the math might also balance out for every five that you have, or six, that is a lower chance of bumping. Your nines and ten now have a higher chance of bumping. Or that might not hold up at all. It might just be the ten is the only one that's maximized. So that's why, like, when when Choosing whether a bump is tunneled or not, I don't. I don't think we've really dove into the discussion of is it a mathematical advantage in tag. It feels like it is. You know, when the the way it feels when you have two targets to hit with a bump, to me at first it does feel like it's um, skewing the numbers in your favor. But I'm not sure if that's correct. Is what I want well, to be transparent about. 
Here's, here's my question is, is a bump, is it considered a bump in multiplayer even if you don't win the turn roll? Like let's say I roll a six, my opponent rolls a six and the other person rolls a 10. Am I still bumping with the six person? No, no. and Michael Kirk would probably okay. verify the verbiage of this in the rule book, but it says the highest roll. Okay, okay. That's what I wanted to clarify also for what I was listening. And then I believe in four player plus it uh, bump outs everyone's number actually becomes zero, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. And then we'll fight the web, the whoever had edited these rules, adding in that as if. Yeah. And so, 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 and so, going on, going on the clarification from Steve. Yeah, everyone would have to basically bump out to zero before a bump gimmick, a gimmick that triggers on a bump, would actually happen. Yeah, which I, I mean, which is that, is very, does it seem? And I had basically said that the bumps tunnel. Does that seem like something that's universally accepted from this group? I I'm know not, you're. Con- go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by bumps tunnel. I mean, you you have to be able to freely bump with any opponent. Like that's the same reason that you don't have different uh, skills for RVD against different opponents, right? Like you always have to be able to bump with any opposing player. I yeah, think what, he's, you have to what he means target, is, right. like for example, using all of us. If I'm playing devil's advocates, I choose Dan as a target to begin in the game. We all roll. And let's assume there's no bump outs in this uh, in this scenario. We all roll. Bob and I roll ten. My gimmick wouldn't trigger because I picked Dane. Or do you think my gimmick should trigger because I bumped with you? Well, that's the question that people are asking. That's that's right? that's the question. Right. Yeah, and that that's going to impact more than just Devil's Advocate, right? I yeah, think and again, that's why yeah, I'm just gonna... trying to be as impartial as possible. I mean, like Velvet Assassin is a character that's tied with Brain. You know, Brain might have biases to how that rule interacts obviously right if it is not tunneling per choose an opponent at the end velvet is a little bit better you know um i don't know how you guys have played think, or field felt with things i think it depends like, on the, the the format um i mean if you look at uh, the four player plus games um the odds of actually having everyone bump out are kind of low um whereas uh you look at like a three-way game the odds of bumping with somebody are a little higher. Um, they're still way lower than one-on-one, but, um, you know, I, I think that, because I actually had, I think I had Velvet Assassin built at one point, and again, because our local group plays a lot of multiplayer, I found that, like, four-player plus games, that, like, never happened, you know? no, Not everyone would always bump out all the time. Um, whereas in, like, a three-way, you know, you could roll a 10, and someone else could roll a 10, and then suddenly you've got a gimmick. Yeah, I think that, again, I would like to see statistic proof on whether or not your odds of bumping are higher in multiplayer or they're lower, right? That's a huge factor in this. Because I think that it's very viable to what Brain said is that, you know, your bump has to be tied to a person, right? But going back to what we talked about, turn rolls, it's very clear that if my gimmick was when my opponent rolls power, I get plus two to my roll. If I don't tunnel, I have multiple avenues to reduce
one and six. Because by that, I would say that you know bump should. Not target. Open up the doors to something like back by the rack. Right. I mean, when I come at this, I come at this from you know explain these rules to people who like Chris. Chris Bridges and I have played at Huntsville. He played tag. on his in the game and what i wish was the case but not is that if the words your opponent were in the effect and his turn will be plus one yeah, but, but then now what do you do when you have something like TJ Marconi? You know, well, TJ Marconi is your role, but on the reverse, if you have like a JPL, your opponent discards one card. I think that that's where that logic breaks down. Right. Yeah, I believe Mac Attack is also mentions an opponent, I think. Well, right. I mean, those things yeah. that say your opponent, I think in an ideal world... Things that say your opponent would all be targeted. That way, they would be. There would be a standard, but it it's just not a perfect world. I mean, yeah. well, and also, and again, we I don't, don't want to weaken bump characters either. No, I just think that that's like one of the rules that we would want it to apply, but it doesn't seem to hold up. You know, when you have somebody like Madman Fulton, right? When your opponent hits a strike, you may discard a card. Like that's tunneled now. It like it gets a little messy, or the I think the random berries. Is another one. Um, so, for example, like JPL, when you hit a drop, your opponent discards a card. Now you can only play drops against one person. I feel like that kind of really skews like the power levels. It goes from you know trying to even the field to taking people totally out of you know the playability realm. I, I could be wrong, and that could just be an over assumption. Well, but well, I would go ahead. Like you would have to almost always target one person, right? Well, and I think there, there the distinction is gimmicks that gimmick. I don't keep saying gimmicks, but I should say effects that are based on hitting a card. Effects that are based on hitting a card. If we were to classify those as always being in the tunnel rather than in the target, then that would help clear this up a little bit. Yeah, and I think that that's the direction that it's going, and and I try to. If it has to be explained to a new player, you know, most new players aren't going to dive into this level of tag team right away. Um, I think most people would kind of just roll in with their current deck rather than crafting towards this sort of thing. But I think the simplification that you have is you select an opponent. Um, that's your target. And if it's something that you're playing and you're not increasing your odds, it's not tunneled. Basically, to Brain's point, you know, when you when you play something against somebody and you hit somebody with a card, it's in the tunnel, not the target, right? And that's the distinction. And then if they needed a justification for that, it's sort of same thing, right? 
If I'm TJ Marconi, I still only have 30 triggers in my deck. I don't get 60 because I'm playing against multiple people. I still only have the same amount of triggers. And I think that that's what we were trying to accomplish. Um, and it's been accomplished in a lot of the sense, in a lot of the ways, with those simple rules. But I think where we start to break down is things that we haven't covered, like bumping. To me, that's always been the big one. You know, that's... And by my logic of what I said before, Or no, currently I'm under the assumption, and I think a lot of people are as well, that multiplayer increases your odds of bumping. I just don't know if that's true at the moment. It's not It's not true if you don't bump when you're losing. Right? So as long as you don't bump when you're losing, which I think we all agree is the case. Yes. Then then no, it's then, then there's there's technically no difference between Single player, multiplayer, tag team, birdcage, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, now, for for bumping. So yeah, again, the odds I, do I go know, down. Right, and I I think that, and again, I'm just not a true statistician here. I'm just going by if I do some you know mental arithmetic here. What makes it feel like the odds go up is that if you roll a ten, it's your turn right now, right? So like that, again, I guess using Devil's Advocate as the prime example or anyone that bumps, when you roll a 10, you now have two people that can trigger your gimmick as opposed to just one. Now, if you roll a 5 on the other end, you have two chances that somebody won't roll a 5. And I don't know if that right. inverse cancels each other out, right? Like in Devil's Advocate, if I rolled a five, I'm probably... So here, if you roll... For Devil's Advocate as an example, it might not apply to all. If I roll a ten, it's definitely my turn in a vacuum. Okay, let's talk in a vacuum. Yeah. If I roll a five, it's almost absolutely my turn, but it's not absolute. There is a chance that people roll two fives. The one and six. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, again, I don't know the exact math on this. And if I would say if the math makes it even or pretty close to even, then yeah, don't tunnel the bump. You can't, you can't really tunnel the bump, right? Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, right, the math, the math there is definitely even because, again, in a free world... Either player can roll any of their numbers, 5 through 10, right? So, you know, the, the, the odds of them both bumping with you and the odds of them both rolling one higher than you are technically the same. So I don't think, I don't think there's really any effective difference. But now what about when you have the case of Mac, right, where Mac bumps with two people at the same time? Now, do they both discard a card? Because now you're... Now it's different, right? Now you are getting double triggers. That's where, right? Like, Mac... And that's... That's where that's where the your opponent text, I think, has to come into play, right? Her, hers does say your opponent. I, and I'm going to repeat, and I don't mean to cut it off. I don't think the your opponent text holds up. I think there's too many scenarios where it would contradict, you know, some things that I think are a given at the moment. I think that you're you'll be surprised how frequently your opponent is used on things that like we would consider a tunnel. Again, Madman Fulton. 
I believe it says when your opponent hits a strike. You know, how would people interpret that? Yeah. I've seen people interpret new joker fish because it uses the words your opponent. They would say if you're in a six-player birdcage, his game, you have to pick a t- opponent and only your gimmick only works against that person and not the other five or four. I get right. And again, I don't know if yeah, that and, really helps, holds up. And to go back to my point, like yeah. backing it statistically, if I'm Madman Fulton and my gimmick is or the wreck, right? When X happens, I get to do something. The number of strikes in play technically is 2x, right? Which would be 20 against two people. Right. So you could argue that, like, Madman Fulton, if he's not tunneling, he has an advantage based on math because he has 10 more triggers in that match than he normally would. Right? And I think that that's where things start to get gray on the ground rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he also I... has to discard that many more cards. <laughs> True, but well, the wreck wouldn't, thing... right? Yeah. No. I think where things get kind of weird is if you're going to essentially say, well, for certain gimmicks, when it comes to turn rolls, they can sort of shift to whoever the opponent is that's most advantageous, then you're going to get into, well, why can't I do that with X-Royce? Why can't I do that with Snake Pit? Why can I only do that with Bump Carrot? Yeah, that's why I think it might just be cleaner on the bump to say that they have to target, right? Because it just now, again, in the example of Mac attack, right? Mac bumps with two people at the same time. Mac gets to draw two cards and both players discard one, right? Doesn't that feel like it's like much more powerful than it would be in singles? I don't know if that checks out. But it's very hard to have an umbrella sequence on all of them because then again like your madman fulton issue right i would start off with flavor flavor for me madman fulton is when you hit him with a strike he's able to no sell it doesn't matter who does it to him but a counter argument to my whole thing is somebody might say that there are twice as many strikes in play in a multiplayer match as a singles match you know but then the counter argument to that is well they're not going to target him obviously so you know, you have the option to not play strikes. If I have a good strike in my hand, if I have forearm shot in my hand, right, I'm going to not play it against Madman Fulton because I'm going to play it against the person that can't blank it. Or, yeah. maybe, or maybe that's the strategy. Maybe the strategy is you throw a bunch of strikes at Madman Fulton and say, okay, either discard a bunch of cards to blank him or let him land. Right. And it's... We have some overviews, right, to try to get ground rules, but when you're dealing with 400-plus characters, I think it's very, very hard to have some sort of umbrella statement. And I do like the system, as a lot of people don't. Just make sure before tag team matches you have your interactions squared away with whoever's hosting the event. Hey, so-and-so, we're using this tag team, or we're thinking of using this tag team. How do you think it should go, you know? and Well, kind of on that, that topic... Um... What are your thoughts about because with, with two player or two player on two player tag team matches, you have the rule where you can bury your hand to play a stop for your opponent or your partner. Um, but then you have characters like I know lately we've seen a big insurgence of um, Danny Limelight who can refill his hand. Are characters like that, in your opinion, a little too far skewered one way? In a sense of like 
being able to stop a card and now having a perk like Cactus Sack. I mean, Cactus Sack probably does Danny Limelight way more efficiently than Danny Limelight does. You know, and this. Uh, is, you know. Oh, Cactus Sack has to win a turn roll where and actually win a turn for his gimmick because it's on his turn, whereas Danny Limelight just rolls a statistic. Right. Sure, but again, I think the statistics of one in six versus one in four, like uh, Cactus Sack has better odds of winning a turn than Danny Limelight does of rolling a agility. You know, that's just statistically, I have a one in four chance of winning, and you have a one in six chance of rolling it. So I would think that Cactus Sack, just by nature of that, will trigger more than Danny. But that still puts two characters kind of above the rest, though. Like, is that too I good? I mean, that'll like... always be a thing. I mean, what would tunneling have to do with that, you know? What would you say? Oh, not tunneling. I'm just yeah. wondering if... Because in that format, the drawback is to lose your hand, but we have characters that draw very efficiently. So I guess, I would you just accept that in that format, there are just are going to be tag team specialists, per se? Yeah, and I think the bigger problem is not... Danny Limelight as he functions in multiplayer, just Danny Limelight as he functions in general. Yeah, Danny Limelight in general is just an extremely good gimmick. Yeah, I mean, there has been talk story for another day of, yeah. you know, fixing, in quotations, Danny Limelight on some of his earlier intentions, where you must bury a card to trigger his gimmick. Yeah, it's a cost. or have, like, at least six. <laughs> yeah, it's a cost. Well. So... That's, um, you know, something that we can address. But I think that, like, I want to focus on this episode, the concrete questions. So there are so many different gimmicks, and some of them are very similar, of ballparking them into play. So right off the bat, if I was just going to rattle them off, like a, a, a competitor like Madman Fulton is not tunneled. Like, that's what I would think, you know. That's not well, El Super Brain. We're not per, or no target. Let me, let me refer. Yeah, we, I would say he wouldn't target. I would say he could only blank strikes played against him. Absolutely. Thank right. you for the yeah. clarification. Yeah, yeah I, I use tunnel yeah. and target interchangeably and yeah. correctly. So he he yeah. targets someone for his effects, but anytime somebody would try to hit him with a stop, he could blank it. Um, and then I would also say initially again, bumping is targeted, and I think that. The Devil's Advocate and the Mac Attack is kind of really what drives me on that, on having like the double value of it. Um, but again, that one I would say is definitely up for debate. Cards that are in play and increase your skills are always live during turn rolls, but tunneled when the turn roll is not going in place. You know, entrance card, this is a big one. You choose a target. How do certain entrance cards work, right? It's Let's go down the line of, like, a combat cannon. Here comes combat clan. When you end your turn for combat clan, the person you chose at the beginning of the match draws one card and gets minus two to the roll. But then you want to jump to something like back by the rack. Is your back by the rack targeted to your opponent when you would bump your rolls and said plus one, right? That would kind of be universal. I think that... Well, it would have to follow whatever your decision is on bump on bump effects. <laughs> Yeah, and on entrance cards. Yeah. Because right now, you just, you know, said the entrance, and you said at the beginning, entrance is target. Yes, but, you know, back by the rack is different than combat clan in the same sense that Bilo is different from combat clan, right? Um, are there really anybody besides combat clan and back by the rack that target 
Actually, yeah, the new there probably the new, are a few. The new reverse uh, entrances, right? So when your opponent ends their turn without playing a card, you may shuffle two back into your deck. All Hallows Eve. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, that that's Would that be tunneled, right? In my view, yes, because it's a, yeah. it's a your it's a yeah. your opponent targeting effect. Yeah, it would work like Stylo. Yeah, I, I would agree that that's tunneled. And then that okay, so so it comes down to cards played against someone affect whoever they're being played against, and then if it's something that makes a comparison, such as dice rolls or hand size, that's pre-selected or targeted. Um, and then bumping is where we're kind of in the gray area. Yes, and I would say that that's one of yeah. the largest issues. Um, and again, same thing. Like, <coughs> I apologize, guys. That was a that was a good sign. Um, like the Mister Snap, right? I've definitely seen it ruled that people half and and fully did it. I would say that Mister Snap falls under the hitting an opponent within a card that you've played, and it is tunneled rather than targeted. Which might be a really good distinction if we start labeling like very simple targeted and tunneled, right? That might be a really mm -hmm. that might actually be like the breakdown. Um, yeah, if you would have to describe targeted is pre-selected, yeah. like targeted is pre-selected, tunneled is when you're playing card. Yes, and then yeah. I don't know where like a Madman Fulton would be. I would no, say he tunneled, would be right. He would, he would be tunneled. Yeah, tunneled. I, yeah. I'd say yeah. He's his just effect triggers again. By tunneled. God, we might have done this classification. <laughs> it's either tunneled or targeted, right? But you got to yeah. use them right in the future, then. Well, it, it <laughs> right. would be applied, right? It would just be a flat well, answer. It's... Like this character yeah. is considered tunneled yeah. or targeted, right? right. So right. here, here's a here's a trick question now, just to get you based on what you just said. Let's go to let's go to Mister Snap. We've used him for several examples, right? Yeah. All right. Um, Mr. Snap's devious plan. I'm sorry. I'm going to pull it up and make sure I read it correctly. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to pause uh, you. Wait, whatever. Might, tell me if this helps you or not, Brain. I would say that when you go to Mr. Snap, underneath his name, it would say tunneled. Now, is this the spotlight? No, no. Is this a spotlight? Yes. Grapple? This up. is the submission. No, this is the submission. Mr. S oh. Mr. Snap's devious plan. The submission that stops an stops a finished strike. Okay. I just want to be clear because <laughs> this is again a it's it's a it's it's you know I think I think I know the answer, but I'm just gonna say it. Okay. It reads: If your submission skill is greater than your opponent's submission skill, stop any finished strike. Yeah, I would say tunnel. Yeah, that's whoever's yeah. swinging at you. Okay, just yeah. making yeah. sure. It's a because... good question, because people have... That's where I'm saying, when the your opponent comes into play, sometimes people try to take it to an extreme, which is not invalid, right? Well, no, it says my opponent, and I selected this guy's opponent, so the plan is always on. No, I would say that that's not correct. This is yeah. tunneled. Yeah. To the person. Works it's like gonna, bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's going yeah, to target the opponent you're playing the card against. It's going to check that opponent's skills so using a using a card you just spoiled earlier today steve uh dangerous beats or whatever that was boss beats boss beats, yeah, boss beats. you guys could right. read it damn it wasn't blurry i'm just, I'm, 
I'm disappointed that uh, beets bleep. is not spelled like the like the vegetable. B e e t b e e t s. Yeah. So yeah. I am uh, disappointed too. But the problem was, I think in the future we might see beet triggers. Like uh, B E like B E A T or B. Yeah, like I feel like you could definitely use B. Well, Bobby Ohio gets E A T. Yeah, Bobby gets yeah, another right. E card. Bobby gets another E card. Yeah. <laughs> but back to multiplayer. Uh, uh, tunnel to targeting <laughs> might be a really great solution. It's like a one-word yeah. answer to all of this. Um, or like I I I I wish we could come away with a a tentative official rule, uh, and because I I again. I, I really think that tunnel good. or target I know. seems like I'm, a good. Yeah. And you, it well, might, here's a good. It just might need a clarification in each case, right? Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's a good example. We we determined that Mr. Snap would be tunneled. However, I believe someone brought up the grapple finish that says when your opponent flips, I believe flips any number of cards, you put it back in your hand. Wouldn't that have to be targeted though? Yes. Yes, because yeah. that so works from the discard pile. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that classifying a gimmick as tunneled or targeted that doesn't mean the spotlights and things like that oh yeah yeah okay okay i was yeah. just getting yeah. that out of the way yeah no, yeah we're talking about when the, we're talking about yeah, does the gimmick, okay does the gimmick trigger in a tunnel or does the gimmick trigger off a target gotcha that's and kind I, of and, and the easiest way to differentiate it may be if the card is in play to trigger its effect it is tunneled against the person it is in play against. Yeah. And if the card's not in play, its effect is targeted. Yeah, and I don't again, I don't know if it would apply across the board, but what you're saying might be right. Like if it's something literally that's in play, it's tunneled, but if it's something that does not apply to in play, it's targeted. So like that would be right. like in this case bumps would be one, right? Turn bumps are, bumps are not in play, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's a good question on bumps. This is a very specific one. And the loophole night. being here, oh. RVD, I'm sorry, I just want to get this out in case I You're good. glaze past mm -hmm. it. RVD would be tunneled with like a little asterisk that says the turn roll is not tunneled. Like a, a right. clarification. Turn rolls yeah. Are, yeah, turn rolls are never tunneled. <laughs> so yeah, my very first specific question is like Naito. If you have him in a four-player game, what happens when he generates a bump that in a, in, a, in a game that doesn't actually have anything but bump outs. Um, well, with, with the clarification, they do have we do have oh, bumps, bumps now right. in Fatal Four. But oh, oh that's would you? No, oh, I think what he's asking is Naito is when your opponent rolls technique, you may change it to a bump. Yeah. You know, what yeah, that's happen? what I was. That's what I was getting ready to say. We read the gimmick off. I would almost say in that situation, it becomes a bump. Right, because like bumps so he, still he, exist. He, you didn't roll the same number, right? Like you basically, again, if this was a weird computer program, it would be six and ten, and even though those are not equal, it would change the result to equal. But, like, but what does that do? Different. What does that do to the other players in that turn? They they're basically just out. They just don't get to participate in the bump. But they would have been out anyway, unless I'm mistaken. There's no scenario so, where. Somebody else well, would have bumped with them. Actually, no, no, let, let me run. Let me run the scenario. Your opponent's technique is seven, right? Okay, and they roll their technique of seven. You roll your power of five as Naito, and your third opponent rolls a ten tech of strike. Yeah. 
The third opponent is supposed to win the turn roll. However, Naito, because his opponent, his targeted opponent rolled technique. You can't switch it to a bump because it wasn't the highest roll. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, well that would be a that would be a clarification. Yeah, I think this has come up before, right? Where you're like trying to change the result to a bump. But there's no clear distinction that says the same rules of the bump have to apply. Like Naito should read if your opponent had the highest roll and roll technique, you may switch it to a bump. That's okay. how it technically so should read. Um, so you've changed the definition. I don't know if that well, the, changed. the easiest way to do that is just put like an errata on Naito. Like for the sake of so, multiplayer, your gimmick reads if your opponent rolled technique and had the highest turn roll. Yeah, so the oh. goat Brock Smith is actually worded the correct way, but Naito unfortunately didn't have as much text. <laughs> goat Brock Smith reads, <laughs> choose an opponent when you and that opponent roll the same skill and they would win the turn roll bump instead. Yes, so <laughs> Naito should read the same and does not. And yeah, nobody. Okay, would, so... I, I remember that came up in a match with Naito. I'm not sure if it was tag team or something else, and we were like, no, that that needs to be clarified. Well, the the definition of bump now should basically just be whoever's going to win the turn roll then. Only only people who are only people who are winning the turn roll can possibly bump. Yeah. Correct. But it's a, it's I a think bump without the clarification, well, no, Naito is is the that needs the clarification. If I'm not getting overzealous on that, I think you clarif you don't have to change anything about the bumps. You just say Naito needs to read yeah. this way. Yeah. Because yeah, Naito still would say like he still would work even if the rule said if you rolled the highest roll or would have won the turn roll, you bump. The fact that Naito could then switch the result to a bump, like overriding that, so to say, it would, to me, be inconsequential. He would still be able to force you to bump with that language. But again, I don't okay. know if that's... So, so wait, are you saying that the scenario Bob laid out would still result in a bump between... No, no, Naito I think Naito, no. active errata, effective, you know, immediately, and should have been put in a place where it's accessible, but New Japan is not listed on our website. Um, it should say Naito's gimmick reads the same as the GOATs, where they would have had to win the role to bump. So Naito's, Naito's new gimmick would read, uh, choose an opponent when that opponent rolls technique and would otherwise win the turn roll, bump, bump with that opponent instead. Yes. Or just bump instead. Which sounds like you, super yeah. weird as a gimmick to me. But you like, yes, those are the hoops that I think you would need to jump in. I don't know if you need to choose an opponent anymore if we're tunneled things. Right, right, because everything, everything's... Yeah. Right. Yeah, everything. everything that's not in play is targeted already. So, yeah. So choose an opponent is now extraneous. I mean, I'm just curious if, like, targeted or tunneled, Booker Mania. I would say targeted. So Targeted, yeah. Well, it's going to be... it's. I would say that's a, this is a his is one. weird because it's gonna kind of it could be I would say it's got to be targeted during the turn roll, but it also will trigger in the tunnel. Yeah, with Booker because, maybe it'd be like slash target right. slash tunnel. I don't know. That's where one of the because, gray areas, right? Like similar to RVD. Because here's the deal: like, let's say I've got a a, a match with. Booker Mania and say numero uno, right? I would target numero uno, 
so that if he gets his plus two, I would get the plus two, right? But if let's say the let's say there's a third opponent that's just say El Superombre. If El Superombre hits me with headshot to get a plus two, to get hits Booker Mania with plus shot with headshot to get a plus two, Booker Mania should get the plus three, right? No, I think I think Booker Mania has to be targeted because of the bump rule we already talked about. I think he can only look at pluses from one opponent. Because now think about the think about his related character from from Rust Belt, right? Um, Matt Pineapple up there. If you if you look at Matt's card and he was not targeted, he would be extremely good in multiplayer. Would he? Well, but I'm only ta- but I'm only talking about cards being played against Booker Mania. But plus, but pluses uh-huh. to turn rolls, just like just like having cards in play as RVD, pluses to turn rolls are universal. They're not limited to a tunnel. Pluses to turn rolls affect everyone on the on the upcoming turn roll. All right. Yeah, I mean, in I've, my, in my, my I've played Booker targeted, right? And I think that mm-hmm. I also want to just clarify to people who might be jumping into the episode late and stuff where. We're not finalizing anything here. We're getting to a good place. So there's a lot of stuff that we're actually right. talking about in real time. So Booker Mania, I've played matches where it's 100% tunneled, right? I choose opponent A. Whenever they increase their turn roll, my turn roll is increased. Opponent B is not even affected, right? That's where I that would, would say targeted. targeted. That would be targeted. If we wanted to do a That's black targeted, and yeah. white, there's no, you know, no hybrids as of yet. Booker Mania is targeted, finished, done. Right, because if you ruled him tunneled, how would it work in like a numero uno position? Right, is it tunnel like so, you get cards played against him plus so everything else? What I'm saying, what I'm saying, it's a hybrid. When it comes to like because because you can trigger turn roll bonuses on a gimmick, but you could also trigger them on cards that you play. I would say so, that, like, on the precedent, and again, this is just me thinking out loud here, of RVD, yeah. that RVD we rule is tunneled, right? However, what we established with RVD was turn rolls are exceptions to the tunnel, right? Exactly. So turn rolls are universal. So if you ruled Booker Mania as tunneled, then he would get the turn roll bonuses, but also if somebody played a card in his tunnel to increase the turn rolls. And here's why I say Booker Mania has to be pure targeted, because, again, using our triad match example, right? Opponent C, who is not Booker Mania or, or the person he's targeting, could play a card that increases the turn roll of Booker Mania's target. And Booker Mania would see that, and that would cause his gimmick to trigger. So, it's, in my view... It should only be increases to turn rolls on Booker Mania's target that would cause his gimmick to go off. Yeah, I could see that as well, right? Now, if I'm in a match where two people's turn rolls trigger on adding to a roll, Booker has double triggers, right? Right, because if, if he did not target, he would get double dipping. I mean, he already sort of... Uh, yeah, I mean, he would get double dipping if well, he did not target. I would say, okay. yeah. Like, if I had right. it, I would put targeted for Booker Mania makes the most sense. Okay, so so run run an example of how this would work in real in like a real game scenario. Okay, I'm targeted. I choose you, Michael Kirk. 
Whenever you okay. increase your turn roll, my turn roll also increases, no matter what. Okay. Right? So if I then, as a third player, would play a hypothetical card that doesn't exist yet that says, give your opponent plus two to their turn roll, you draw two cards. Set up the cards. Stick. Right. Your, your set up the Kendo right. Stick would trigger on my target. That's how it, Right. Yeah. Right, that's yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, that's that's why Bookermania plays set up all the setup cards, yeah, right? And okay, they well, force right? triggers. Yeah. So let me let me back this up. Okay, so um, um, remind me what the set up the kendo stick type card. When your opponent rolls technique, that roll is plus one. So for example, when you or your roll, opponent rolls technique, yeah. that their turn your turn, your turn roll is plus one. Okay, so the question would be this. So let's say we have. Booker Mania, and then let's just go Super Ombre Snake, okay? So, Booker Mania targets El Super Ombre. El Super Ombre plays set up the Kendo Stick against Snake Pit. It hits. Correct. So, are you saying that... Every time tech, Snake Pit rolls, that, Booker so, goes up. Yes, so, 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 Booker Mania is seeing a card... That's not in a no, tunnel with no, him. No, no, Turn roll is outside okay. the tunnel. Okay. Turn roll happens. Right. That's why turn rolls have to be. Turn rolls have to be above. Uh, okay. The tunnel. Yeah. So this would be. Okay. I, so I think going by you know this new rule that we're establishing that seems to work out pretty good. Bang okay. the gavel in. Booker Mania targeted next. And as here, here's here's an example well, to just clear that up one more time, Michael. Right. right. Car, cards like um, test of strength. Right. They add to your power during turn rolls, regardless of who they're played against. Right. They are they are in play because you because turn roll bonuses are universal. Yeah, like picture it like it's a tunnel. Right. The tunnel exists, right? And then, mm -hmm. as it was described, the turn roll happens above the tunnel. So I roll power. I throw like the plus one up in the air, and now everybody could see plus one because that's taking place outside mm -hmm. the tunnel. So it's it's literally a phase of a turn. A turn roll is separate than during a turn. So like in the, so in the same example I just threw out there, uh, El Super Ombre is the target. He plays Charging Headbutt against Snake Bit. Booker Mania is going to get plus two. Well, let's say there were no other strikes in play. Booker Mania is going to get plus two to his next turn. He's going to get plus one and then an additional plus one because of his gimmick. Right, right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, because okay. he sees during the turn roll phase, he sees okay. a bonus being applied to his target. Okay, so he will. So even though the card's not being played against him, he sees it's a card. Yep. Got it. All right. He, yeah. he, he sees, sees a bonus. A turn bonus regardless yeah, because like it picture again, like oh, let's he, see that like this was a physical but, world where the in play is in a tunnel. Right. You would literally see in this world a plus two above the tunnel. Right. And now anytime right, Booker he, sees a plus two over his chosen opponent or plus anything. He would then trigger his gimmick. Right. Same for Matt Neal. I just wanted to make. I just wanted to make sure because the additional plus one is coming from a card that's being played, even though he's not seeing the card played against him, he's still seeing the card played for the purpose of his gimmick. So targeted or tunneling. So let's see if there's anything where this doesn't hold up. New El Super Ombre. When your opponent hits a follow-up, draw one or shuffle two. Targeted or tunneled. Tunneled oh, because tunneled. it's a card. Tunneled. Yeah. Even though it says your opponent, I would agree. Tunneled. Boom. Yeah. Has to be. Has to be against. Has to be against him. Super. Yeah. 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 Right. 
These are some real good questions. So, back by the rack, tunneled or targeted? Like uh, all bumps, it now has to yeah. be targeted. It's got to be targeted, yeah, right now. Yeah, I agree with it for consistency's sake. Yeah. Although it is only once a game, it's, it's yeah, consistency. So you need to be involved in a bump with your targeted opponent, even if there are also other players. Yeah. Yes. And you can switch the target later. Back hurting. Right. I'm gonna go to I'm going to the website right now. When your opponent hits a card with back in the name, draw two cards. When you or your opponent Tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah, he's yeah. tunneled. Yeah. yeah. Uh the brain. Targeted. When you once the turn roll if your opponent on the last turn roll. Brett the Metalhead. Your cards with crowd, elbow, slam, and the name have the added text plus one. Tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah. Added tunnel. text is always tunnel. Yeah, added text. Yeah. Candy Man. Once per turn when you roll strike, submission, or grapple, reveal the top card of your deck. If that card type matches, this is non... Yeah, yeah technically yeah. technically targeted, but doesn't even matter. Doesn't not, matter. Al- not, a- not applicable. Yeah. <laughs> this is and this is why, and the and the reason you said that, Steve, that's why I consider classes of characters like that to be among the best in multiplayer. And you can see why Candy Mam and Big Match Pete are gonna hold on to those Midwest Coast belts for a while. Or those tri state titles for a while. You think she's stronger because yes. she's unaffected? Yeah, because she's unaffected by any of this discussion, right? So every role, she's got a 50-50 shot of triggering the gimmick in some fashion. Gotcha. Yeah, her gimmick's incredibly good. Her gimmick's incredibly good. Here's a it's good incredibly one. Chibi. Good. Your opponent's printed six skills target. minus one. Target. Targeted. Yeah, right? targeted. Targeted, yeah. Copycat, your now, opponent's highest skill targeted, right? Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about Chibi's seat of power finish, though. Right? Yeah. Well, tunnel. The seat of the seat of power finish itself is tunneled, right? Meaning, if right. your yeah. opponent rolls a five, right? yeah. Well, it's oh, against so you. It's, yeah, it's against it who you play yeah. it against. Yeah, it's, it's always against, against who you play it against. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, this actually brings up a good question. What about uh, cards that say if your opponent did X, this card becomes a follow up? Can you just randomly select somebody who just met that condition? A uh, good example would be, uh, I guess, Sherry Von Danish's finish. Says if your opponent rolls, I forget remember what skill it is. Maybe technique. Uh, that this is now a lead. I would say to, tunnel. It it, it's it's tu- uh, yeah, it's tunnel. Okay. You play, you're playing the game. Or like the surprise cutter lines. Another good example. Of, this worked can you out just so well that we kind of pick have a solution. Uh, so surprise cutter. If your opponent, if um, if any player hit a if stop, hit a stop last turn. Yeah. 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 So can you pick anyone who hit a stop to make that condition or? If you're if that I'd player say, hit a stop, it would be live. But if I played it, okay, I couldn't use player A hit a stop. But I don't know. That's a good so question. That, that effect, that effect, while it is in the discard pile, is targeted, in my opinion. That is a spotlight because yeah, it's it, in the discard pile when it happens, right? So cards that are in play are tunneled, but that effect only occurs while it's in the discard pile. So to me, that would be a targeted effect. Yeah, spotlight's targeted. Yeah, I'd say that's targeted. Yeah. Yeah, so like unique spotlight is also targeted. Well, but yeah, I'll say like what if it one, was if your in opponent your hand. stops your strike, you're saying that that has to be targeted to the player. Like I don't know if I would agree with that. Well, 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 hmm. it would depend. I guess like if I play a shoulder hmm, block with up one take one, and the brain plays armbar, but he's not my target, you would say I don't get the duck one take one back, right? 
So what does the so what does the duck one take one say? It's funny we'll have a conversation on a card that like no one ever plays. <laughs> right. Hey, well, but surprise it's, cutter. And, look, <laughs> and it's always possible another card. I, these are actually some of my favorite cards ever. You know, so I would love to see them be super playable. Let's see, uh, surprise cutter, yeah. right? Yeah, that one actually has newer wording on it too. Uh, since the alt art came out with a, a certain zombie jumping out of a cake. If any player played a stop card last turn, this card is also a lead. Oh, uh, any oh, player. So new wording is any player, so that's actually different. Ooh. But I think any player or both players are used interchangeably in a tunnel. And I yeah, and I'd also say any player has to be like yeah, there's limits on any in player. In the tunnel, right? Yeah. Right, you can't it can't be any player. Well, that guy at that table over there played it. So, well, good. when this card is in your discard pile and your opponent stops a grapple, add this card to your hand. That's this is like a double doozy one, right? So number yeah. one would be. Yeah. I always felt it was. This is how I would have done it. It is only a, a lead if the person you're playing it against or you stopped a card last turn, right? Against that player, okay. and then right. no matter what. If somebody stopped the grapple, I would pick it back up. But I don't know if that stays consistent with this ruling that we're discussing. Uh, yeah, your, your your thing with spotlights was they have to be targeted because uh, Scarlet Graves is a really good example where she has the one that blanks gimmicks. You don't want that just being all willy-nilly. I would imagine you'd want that to be like you pick somebody early on that you don't like their gimmick and then hope to flip that at some point. <laughs> well, Scarlet Graves is outside of a tunnel again. It's in the discard pile, right? Your discard pile is not. Yeah. So I think that it's different. Um, you know, it's if you had to break it down into two like subcategories, you would have tunneled spotlight effects and just regular spotlight effects. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess I, you're right. I guess spotlights can't be I, generalized. I, I would actually. So so this line of cards, Steve, would actually benefit from a rewrite of the wording. Oh yes. And the, the wording that would actually be more correct for this would be when this card is in your discard pile, if your strike is stopped, you may add it to your hand. Yeah. That would clear it up completely. Yeah. And I think it's the same. Because that would make it tunnel for your strike. Right. Yeah, and I've always played it with the intention of that. But right. I would so, probably so right say that this would read, as it reads... It's targeted to when that person stops a grapple. Would you see a grapple stop that was not played in your tunnel? No. No. Right. No. no. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. You can't see inside other tunnels, I guess. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> That's a good way to word that. <laughs> well, that, right. That takes us back to the Kenny Omega thing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Even if you target an opponent and that opponent only has cards in play against someone else, you can't discard those cards from play. So if we had to put a 100% ruling on this right now, is surprise cutter tunneled or targeted? It seems like tunneled would be the way to go. Yeah, if the wording was how we were wording it, where it was if your move is stopped. Yeah, this is tunneled. So if that player stops my grapple, I yeah. pick it back up. Yeah, dang, I have to get another alt art now. Yeah, so it's tunneled. Right. <laughs> uh, Daisy Rider, when you hit a card with chair in the name. Do X, Y, and Z. That's uh, targeted. Tunnel. Uh, tunnel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> tunnel. Dirty Eddie. Once during your turn, you may reveal one card in your hand, shuffle it into your deck, and draw one. Not not applicable. 
Yeah, not after. Yeah, that, that's actually an interesting uh, clarification. I think I know the answer, but for anyone who wouldn't, is when you reveal a card, does the whole table see it, or just whoever you're revealing it to? Yeah, the whole table sees it. So I always okay. rule it like that because you can't prevent your people from talking, right? Like some people will be like, yeah. "Okay, well, I'm only going to show you my hand," and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to read your hand out loud." Now, again, this is sub level of should it be allowed or not. If I play a full Nelson on the brain and I look at his hand, I could be like, oh, you got a fall away slam, a double arm bar, arm bar, and a flying cutter. And like, none of that could be true, right? Is that where it's different? You know, where is the. Okay. Yeah, I would say that look, look at the opponent's hand and reveal it are different. I can tell you that when I constructed DJ Outlaw, I had revealed specifically because the idea is I'd be spoiling the card for everybody at the table. Yes. So you would say it's public. It's public knowledge. So, I, so I'd say reveal is public. You're yeah, showing you know, everybody. Reveal should always be whereas, whereas a look at your opponent's hand is simply you and that opponent. Now, yeah, in the case of like tag teams, yeah, your opponent will can tell the and usually does tell the partner what you have. But you know that's not yeah. Hamish McDeath. I'm in agreement. Yeah. Uh, when you would bump, you may either add. You may instead add two cards from your discard pile to your hand, and your turn rolls minus one. Ooh. Targeted, right? Bump, targeted, targeted. targeted. With, you have to be bumping with the person you Now, select. this is a, a one we didn't get to, and I'm glad I'm going through this because mm -hmm. this pops up. Uh, Jebediah the Amish Assassin. At the start of the match, choose strikes, mission, or grapple. Oh, your yeah. opponent's skill of the chosen type is minus one during their turn and turn rolls. I would say if you yeah. switch target, you've already locked the skill in. That's interesting. Yeah, Joey Ryan's a good example. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that would do stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, beginning of the match uh, things. Do they? Yeah, would they be able to switch during crowd meter bumps? Because I would say that at the beginning of the I match, would... you're only selecting strike, submission, or grapple. That's the only decision. Once mm -hmm. that decision is made, it's locked in. And now your targeting is your opponent's skill of the chosen type is minus one during your turn and turn rolls. I would say target. makes sense. I don't know. I think that one might be. I mean, I'd say fun. it's tar I'd say it's targeted. The only thing I'm not sure is would I would I lock it in? Or would I be able to if I switch targets, would I No, I would should say I be no, able to change the, the skill? Is made at the start of the match. Right. There's not another start of match yeah. phase when you switch targets. Yeah. If your opponent and, and so you're saying you can switch target though. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Right, but I mean But I think the decision is being wait. made at the start of the match. So like to use a physical thing. I have a dice in my hand as a token. I select strike for Jebediah. I put the strike token on my character, and now nothing will change that. If they blank my gimmick, they'll put a blanket over the strike token, but when they remove the blanket, the strike token is still there. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't... We'll have to look at other start-of-the-match ones. I'm not sure about this, but... I mean, you know, being able to switch targets is clearly contrary to a start of the match fact. No, because I think the only thing that's taking place at the start of the match is the choice. Right? At the start of the match, well, right now, strike, submission, or grapple. Period. That's the only choice, you know? Now, with, like, Candice LeRae, she gets to bump her own stat up. So let's say she takes her grapple. I believe she can go from an 8 to a 9. Uh, and you let's say you have DDT. Does that work against anyone throwing at you or would that only work against the person like would that be a similar situation with like liger like you're only considered to have a nine against 
said person. No, I'd say there's no tunneling with her because the the gimmick gives it plus one. Not the card in play, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, or would it matter if it was male or female? Because that's now the I think thing, the bigger you know, like problem, the... I'd say Candice Ray, and this is an extreme because of the genderism, which is going to be removed yeah. from gimmicks uh, for this reason, among other reasons, right? Once we have things like the Marauders of the Multiverse and established genders kind of goes out the window. Um, I would envision it as if my opponent is a male, I literally took a marker and added plus one to my card, you know? But I don't, like, I don't see anything that, the gimmick is exists in both tunnels. I feel like it's hard to isolate that where when you did the RVD adjustment, it was... Is Canvas LeRae the one where it, where essentially it as soon as the first condition it's met it stops. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think all you, you of them are there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you go in order, and then once you meet one condition, you you, you kind of stop. So would she so auto target? Normals? I don't know, right? Because that was before the targeting mm-hmm. rule. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the other here's the other question too. If let's say let's say she's in an elimination match, and it's all it's her. And then all males and one female, and the last person with her is a female. Would it swap to the other gimmick? I would say absolutely yes, but on the contrary, if it was the other way around, I don't think that you would... If you started off with a female competitor, you never selected the skill at the start of the match, if I'm not mistaken, right? Let's see how Candace is worded. Correct. Yeah, another good one would be like if you threw a move at a female competitor... And you already hit, like, say the male competitor was also in the match. Uh, would you get the second part of the gimmick against the female? But it's it's kind of weird because one's a stat bump and the other one's a draw. So they're two so completely like, if different. If we had to do tunneled or targeted for Candice LeRae, I would probably say that she's ruled as tunneled, right? I would say targeted. Well, like in the female, if your opponent is a female and they hit a follow up, you draw a card, or you hit a follow up, they draw a card, right? But if you've already selected the male stat bump, then you may not be able to do that, I would think. Well, would the, would the stat bump just go away at that? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. But... I mean, I Kansas is very, right? There are a lot of factors. With, if you say tunneled, right? Because she's clearly targeted and tunneled. Yeah. And this is why we don't wow. really like the two-part gimmicks and this sort of thing. Oh, I think Candace <laughs> can be kind of put on the back burner for a, a definitive ruling. But, or like you guys said, like, oh no, maybe not because she's, she, hold well, on. What is, the, what is the whole game? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Read she's the not, the, the first part yeah. might trigger automatically because it says, if not, I'm pretty sure. Is Candace not on yeah. the PC? She, she might is. not be. I'll read it to you. At the start of the match, when your opponent is a male competitor, choose one. Your strike, grapple, or submission skill is plus one. So, when it is not, and I'm referring to your opponent, when your opponent is not a male competitor, during your turn roll, when you hit a follow-up, draw one card. So, so it's kind of it's it's worded very archaically, but I would say this is actually targeted, and you would. At the beginning you of the match, you would, you would choose. Would lock it in, right. right. So at the beginning of right, the match, right. if you pick the female, then 
you're, you're well, not can you gonna... pick the female or are you yeah because i'm going to select my target before my gimmick check so i pick the female the female says if you're a male do x that doesn't happen if you're a y when you hit a follow-up you draw a card right yeah i see what you're saying with the because if we want to keep it consistent and say hey it's a targeted gimmick which means you're choosing at the beginning of the match to see only one opponent and based on that opponent, your gimmick becomes one this of the two. This might be a super hot take, but I would argue once you've made the selection in the beginning of the match, even if you switch your target, you still have that effect. So, for example, if I had a male and a female partner uh, opponent and I selected the female as my target, then regardless if I switch my target, I would draw a card when I hit a follow-up. I agree with that. I think she yeah, would have to like stay that. the same way the whole yeah. game. Like, she's setting it okay. at the beginning of the match. So if I pick the plus one at grapple and I change my target, I've already my gimmick is already locked in as plus one grapple. You know? does right. that, now, does that affect the finishes, too? Because her finishes say, like, if your opponent's a female, these all happen, or do those just suddenly those tunnel, tunnel based on gender? Yeah, okay. I'd say they tunnel, yeah. Because they okay. are cards in play. Cards in play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So she's actually a hybrid target tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say I also, gimmick yeah. is a hundred percent targeted, and cards yeah, are yeah. tunneled. And I don't yeah. know if I don't think we should ever make yeah. the distinction as a hybrid based on card effects. I think that it's gimmick here, yeah. Yeah. and then if you wanted to do a distinction where you do like octopus hold, yeah. now that specifically is tunneled. Per female, yeah. yeah, pretty much any card being played is going to be tunneled. The only times that you'd have cards targeting is if they have a discard pile effect. Yeah. So what about, uh, speaking of comparing opponents, like, uh, doesn't Cheetah do something like if somebody's agility is X? Mm-hmm. So I would say target. So how yeah. would that? Let's see Cheetah's. I would say Cheetah yeah. if your opponents, If your opponent's agility is 10... Your agility is plus one. At the start I of the think match, that's I fluid on his because it says when your when your agility is equal to your opponent's agility, your agility is plus one. Yeah, so that would be on your current target because agility could change. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because he's different. He's not locking in at the start of the match. It doesn't say at the start of the match if your agility is equal to your opponent's agility, your agility skill is plus one. I would say that that went on at the start of the match and then never went away. Okay, so if, if you could find like somebody with a ten agility, you just kind of have that during turn rolls. You'd have like a random eleven. Yes, you'd have to target that. Person. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Snake Pit rookie. When your opponent has a strike submission and grapple in play, your strike. Submission and grapple skills are plus one. This is a good one we didn't touch on. Ooh, tunnel. It's tunneled. tunneled. Yeah, tunneled. tunneled. I would agree. It's it based on. Play, yeah, it's based on cards. Yeah. Now, uh, one thing that comes up: Does this double stack? Right. This is a. Uh, That's a yeah. big one. That's why I would have said targeted, but I understand. But I would say and... no across the board. Yeah, I would say you, you get it for the turn rolls if somebody has that condition on you. Like but RBD, then when you if go he like has two yeah. different power, like two high cards, you would argue yeah. that he got a double stack. I would say that this is tunneled, 
However, once it's activated, it's activated. They don't double activate. I, I think that yeah. might be a good... Kind of like the on-off tokens, like the gimmick on, yeah. gimmick off tokens. Once it's on, it's on. There's no double on. Because yeah. RVD, RVD, does RVD get uh, doubled? I think his gimmick just triggers once. Once, right? right. So I'm just yes. trying to say yeah. as, as yeah. a clear distinction here and now, again, going back to like the gavel. I don't know if it's too premature to say that, <laughs> you know, bang the gavel and gimmicks, once they're on, they're on. They can't double trigger. Yeah, gimmick on, gimmick off. Yeah, and look, think about it like a light switch, right? You could have multiple ways to turn the switch the light on. That doesn't so turn it on twice. You would, it wouldn't double turn it on, but would it, like, if Snake Pit, you know, we'll do the triple threat. One player has the strike grapple submission in play. So the gimmick's triggered, or is it? Is it? Is it the opponent, or is it the Snake Pit player? It's the opponent. The opponent. It's the opponent. So if one opponent has it, it's on for all turn rolls, and it's on for interactions between that player and Snake Pit. But it's not for the other player in Snake Pit. Correct. But if the other player gets all three, then it turns on for that one. Yeah, well. I would say it could be odd with multiple people, but it won't stack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a reverse Rob Van Dam. Like he gets the finish bonus on whoever he has the high cards on. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I would say this is tunneled. Yeah. But with the distinction that gimmicks can only be on one time. Right. Yeah. You can't get like turn roll plus three plus three to three different stats. Thunder <laughs> tunneled. Yeah. King Bjorn. When your opponent stops a card, their card has blank text. This is a good one. Tunneled. Tunneled because it's a card in play. Yeah, Yeah. based on hitting cards. Against you. Right. Right. I would say with the tunneled targeted rule, stamp him tunneled and done. Anytime he gets stopped, he blanks the text of the card, not by just one person. Lobo Suicida. When you roll agility for your turn roll, you may discard one stop from your hand. If you do, put one stop from your discard pile on top of your deck. Um, this is not, not applicable. Right. The, the original version might have been. where Because your opponent could have responded by discarding a card. Oh, that's So I would say that that's um, targeted on the well, old wait, one. Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that, oh, well, is the old one out? Is the old one available? Did it get printed? Yeah, this. It's in the wild. Yeah, this sure. is the, yeah. the okay. one that just got released is. The upgraded one. It was like a significant yeah. boost. Lucky Cat Nico. When you hit a follow-up or finish random berry one. Tunneled, right? Tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah. Tunnel. yeah. Mimic. Tunneled or targeted? Ooh, this one's tough. Tunneled. Read it. I don't when know your what opponent it is. Tunnel, increases right? well, their skills. Oh. Their skills are also... In- your skills are increased the same amount. Yeah, it's actually both. I actually have Mimic. Um, so the way I look at it is like you look at like the RVD or no, not the RVD, the, the one we were just mentioning about snake pit. Um, if someone achieved the finish, you would see those stat increases. So that would have to be tunnel. I would say he's tunnel, but then, right. Which is kind of gross. Yeah. But it's good. yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, but what if someone just gets like a random plus one to agility? I guess as long as that cards on you, <laughs> I would say it's so it's- tunneled with some exceptions, right? Uh, it might, it seems like targeting because yeah. well, like, does anybody have a skill like so Ellis Taylor, right? 
when right. it's in yeah. play. That was gonna be my right, exam. when he, he gets plus one to a submission. Would mimic yeah. So that submission would have to be in play against Mimic for that plus one submission to counter on. But I would say that's inconsistent. But I, I follow you on that, yeah. right? Well, but what we what we said with Rob Van Dam is except during turn rolls. So maybe during turn rolls it, Mimic does see the plus one regardless of where it is. But during but outside of turn rolls, Mimic would only get the plus one if the submission was in play against him. What about like Mr. Well, Pop and Twist? Because Mr. Pop and Twist doesn't look at anybody. He doesn't have cards in play. Just well, he might size. be the same as RVD with well, the same distinction, right? Yeah. It is tunneled, and turn rolls exist outside the tunnel. Right. Turn rolls yeah. exist outside so the he's tunnel. He's tunneled, not targeted. Well, what I was saying with Mr. Pop and Twist, um, what if Pop and Twist gets six cards in his hand, gets plus two to, I believe, grapple? Can Mimic see that? I'd say yes, right? Yes, because it's a permanent. Yeah, it's a permanent modifier. Okay, and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to pre-select him. He just kind of sees it because he exists. That's where he becomes, you know. But I said if you have to, mimic could be. <laughs> yeah, M- M- mimic in a Eddie Fury and Mister Pop and Twist triad match could get real interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Right. He might like, be the first. Oh, does he get the plus five from yeah. Eddie Fury for the crowd meter, which everybody's <laughs> I, the crowd meter. Maybe, and the, maybe I'm we're wrong on this one. Maybe this is the same thing as Booker Mania. This is targeted. He should Fury, be targeted. Right? Banging yeah. in, mimic is targeted. When that I copy everything that guy does, not what two people do. I copy what one person. Does. That's right. Regardless of how it was created, I copy all the modifications that guy Period. gets. Period. Right. right. And so I would yeah, say, bang it in. Mimic of the same rules as Booker is targeted, not tunneled. Targeted. Okay. What about uh, what if somebody hits Mimic with a finish? Does he not see it then? If it's not the person he pre-targeted, right. by that login, I'd say no. It doesn't matter. Same thing with the charging headbutt with okay. Booker, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I wonder if it'd be dope to just throw a logo on these characters, like have a target <laughs> or a tunnel, you know. Like a bullseye yeah. or a train or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it was consistent, it'd, it'd be I great. I think that we we're really, really close to like this is the answer: targeted or tunneled. And then the big, yeah. big distinction there is, you know, let's let's be clear that the turn roll does not fit in the tunnel. Najamai, when you hit a grapple, yeah. choose one card your opponent has in play and bury it. I would say targeted. No, tunneled. Sorry, tunneled. Yeah. It's tunneled, yeah. It's tunneled. tunneled, yeah. Yeah. Hummingbird, copy the text of a card you or your opponent has in play. Tunneled. Mm, yeah, tunneled. It has to be yeah. a play against you. Yep. That's why you don't play anything against Ninja Hummingbird. Yeah, I mean, we're we're also not uh, adding in the fact that you know people are smart and they'll they'll notice things like that, like. Yeah, I know it was brought up when I was tag champion as Poyo and Mascarda. It's like, hey, if you don't want him stopping cards, just don't throw that many cards at him, you know, or follow ups right. or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> Ringleader here. Once per turn, when your opponent flips or buries any number of cards in their discard pile, add one card with ring in the name for your discard pile to your hand. Ooh. Targeted. Yeah. Targeted. When that person targeted or buries, period. Right, because it's happening. It's not a card in play. It's just an effect that's happening outside. So it of doesn't play. matter what if about a non-targeted uh... player plays a lariat. Not. I think that needs to be crystal clear. He yep. chooses one person. What whatever a... that part it flips or buries, something happens. 
Okay. So like a spinning heel kick would have to be played on that person. Yes. Okay. Uh, right? That's what we would be that's well, what we'd on. be Let finalizing me... if we said that this is targeted. I mean, if it's tunneled whenever a player you're interacting with flips or buries a card, but that would, you know, turn rolls would be universal again. And then I think we have the same problem that we had before where you might have multiple triggers on one turn, right? Oh, no, it still says once per turn. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, see, that's what I'm running into is because you look at, like, uh, Vampire Sekhmet who gets to... I, we would probably rule as tunneled because whenever you hit a strike on whomever, that's who you get to bury the cards. Um, wouldn't this be a similar situation, though? One is when your opponent flips, and the other is when you hit a card. So I don't know... Ah, uh, that's flies, true. That's right? true. Right. Flipping cards is not a card referring to a card in play, so I, it's it's targeted. Yeah. I, this kind of feels gotcha. like tunnel to me. Um, tunnel? No. So I I keep targeted. I feel like because like the point of the spinning like heel kick target point is, is good, right? Oh well, that wouldn't work. Like that wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, you can create the effect through gimmick or card effects. Oh, it also says once um, per right. turn. That's big, so it excludes right. the turn roll. Yeah. I would say targeted. I mean, tunneled on this. Yeah, it's got to be targeted. I would say I would say tunneled, tunneled because it's once per turn. I think it needs <laughs> to be tunneled because it's during the turn, which would specify. Because so it has to be when a card, either when a card, ask me when a card's basically getting played. I'm not. No, not necessarily. If you have a gimmick that says when you're all like uh, agility, you flip three cards, wouldn't that be that's, not during that, the turn? That's out, that's outside of the turn. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. Because yeah. it's, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's turn roll, turn roll draw, yeah. turn, and then, and then the turn would end, and if you passed, you'd bury. That doesn't count that part either. Yeah, that's after the turn. It only it only counts things after the turn, which has to be cards being played. But is the actions of like so, things being flipped? Is the deck outside the tunnel? Probably right. So it might have to be targeted. This one is tough. It has to be targeted because again, other which well, the objective here is not to make characters more powerful. And if ringleader could see in a birdcage five opponents. And any one of those five flips one card, it will only be tunneled, to and then him. he triggers. Right, but that's the yeah, the I don't know if that holds up. The tunnel because right? the flipping probably takes place the, outside of the tunnel, right? Because now we're going to argue. Right, the flip and the berry, the flip and the berry are not tunneled. Yeah, because like that's why it has to be targeted. The flip effect came from a card played in the tunnel, which I don't know if that's there's precedent well, for that. Right? But it but it seems weird because. Essentially, the only time a player would be flipping or bearing during their turn is if they're playing, that I can think of, is if they're playing a card that causes them to flip or bear. Yeah, it is based on cards being so, played. Well, again, no, because, so, use, the, use our triad example from earlier, right? Player A, player B, player C. Right. Mm -hmm. If player A is ringleader and and... Player B stops player C's card with a trash bash smash and causes them to bury. Oh, that's from their hand. Never mind. That's yeah, a bad yeah. example. It's also a card played. <laughs> but okay, 
But all right. So if yeah, so if so if player A is ringleader, player B plays 360 layered against player C. Should player A be able to add a card from their discard pile to their hand? And I think that's why it has to be targeted, because otherwise you would see way more effects than you want them to see okay. in a, multi- okay. in a that, large that, multiplayer game. That, I think the argument is for tunneling. That is targeting. Targeting would be that he would see plays that aren't happening. Well, that he's without not this in specific character, right, would you argue uh-huh. if I played a card like Tackle that says flip two, would all people mm-hmm. see I flipped the two cards, or only the person I played against? Yes. I would say I would agree with Brain. All people would see that. Now, this uh, this is how we can get into Anarchy Sun because we might be able to close the loophole on Anarchy Sun. After this, I want to talk about Anarchy Sun because that's a very weird precedent. That's even more extreme than this. So, like, so in a tag team, let's say we have ringleader and his partner. If the partner ringleader targets, you know, opponent A, if ringleader's partner makes opponent A flips cards, ringleader ring- can start picking up That's cards correct. from discard. Yes. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the play kicks to the gut, for instance, right? So if ringleader's partner plays kicks to the gut against their opponent A and ringleader targeted opponent A, that would trigger ringleader's gimmick. But not if you played kicks to the gut against opponent B. Yeah, I would agree that that sounds like the you're picking a player, and when that player flips, you get a card back. It doesn't matter who made him flip. Right. It's the same as it's the same as what we said for mimic, right? We don't care how they got their turn bonuses. We don't care how they got their stat bonuses. We're just going to copy those stat bonuses, and that's yeah, targeting. Yeah, I say targeting makes sense. Now, Anarchy Sun, one I hate, and I I, I don't like the interaction at all. Anarchy's Sun is when you discard or bury number any number of cards, your opponent buries the same amount. So, is that targeted or tunneled? That's, I would say this has to be targeted. Yeah, it has to be targeted, yeah. So now... Well, under that uh, well, mentality, though, if you play uh, uh, Run It Back on another player, hate, is that other, I, the person you targeted is now suddenly going to lose a card. I hate that. We, we literally yeah. just had this match last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they said this happened again prior to that as well. I think that feels super weird, right? If I play Run It Back against the Brain and my target is Michael Kirk, Michael Kirk would then have to bury two cards in his hand. You know. Well, unless we're going back to the rule of you don't see what's inside a tunnel that you're not involved in. the hand inside or outside a tunnel? I would say outside. it's outside, right? Um, yeah, because this drawing cards, flipping cards, those are all outside the tunnel. Everybody yeah, sees so those. I would say... Weird interaction, Anarchy's son is targeted. And whenever he discards right, so, cards, that person does the same. Well, okay, so the gimmick is when a card or gimmick causes you to discard a number of cards. Your opponent uh-huh. carries the same number of cards in their hand. So, would that... Because gimmicks are generally targeting, but cards are generally tunneling. So, how is that going to work? So it's we ignore all of that and we say don't look at don't look at the effects that are happening. Look at the That's hand. It. If for any reason cards are buried from the hand, or I'm sorry, discarded from the hand, then the gimmick goes. Yeah, off. and I think it seems super weird that if I've targeted the brain, 
and Michael Kirk hits me with a Insiguri, then the brain has to discard a card. Like to me, that seems really weird. But consistently, yeah, that does feel weird. It it has to be that way, right? It probably should have said. <laughs> I pro- probably should have said something like, you know, when your card or gimmick or uh, never mind, I don't even know because I know it's trying to be like discard protection, but uh. it's it's yeah, that that's a very unusual one. The new anarchy. Yeah, gimmick. so it would be weird loophole, but that's how he would work. Yeah. So lay that down because I'm not adding. Let me. What is that? How's that working right, again? Anarchy Sun is targeted, not tunneled. So whenever he discards cards from his hand, his opponent will bury the same amount. So the that targeted opponent will always see cards from his hand being discarded. Now, would it be too good to allow him to just do that on anybody he hit a card that caused that effect on? Is that too consistent? The problem is, it's not always his effect that causes it, right? It could be yeah. a third party's uh, gimmick that's making right. him discard, like uh, Danhausen, right? Let's see if we can right. pull up Anarchy as well. Yeah. Or no, well, that's a random, that's a barrier. It's not a discard. Okay, yeah. sorry. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Yeah. Discard. Yeah, so yeah. Jupiter, Riddle, I don't know, what other characters Mercury, making discard yeah. straight up? <laughs> Hmm. That's what I that's guess, what I guess if you're going to go with the targeted, uh, you would pick, you would recognize the character that has a discard gimmick <laughs> and probably pick that person. Yeah. Okay, so the Insiguri doesn't right. work because it says discard, but like a ch- chest slap or something. I think right. it's too much of a yeah. leap if you said something like this was your justification again. This is just putting it this way where like when. A card effect that you play against a tunnel makes you discard or bury cards. Your opponent doesn't see that because that took place in the tunnel. All they see is there was a difference in the number of cards in your hand. And it has no way to tell whether or not it was discarded or buried because it happened in the tunnel. I feel like Right, but you need but you need that to be outside the tunnel because of a character like Trent. Right? <laughs> Yeah, Trent triggers when your opponent draws a card for any reason. Again, me going for some super clarification to avoid this crazy, which is probably not even that bad, Anarchy Sun. I would still say that that's different because you're checking during a turn, not when a card is being played. You know, Trent is not relying on a card hitting. Or like I was just suggesting... Once the card is played in the tunnel, the effect that it has takes place in the tunnel. But, like, no, I think there's, without overcomplicating things, this is targeted, some real weird interactions that'll go on, but it is what it is. Yeah, the only way to... It's a small sacrifice for the betterment of consistency. If it has to be booked in tag team, it'll be booked in tag team, but I don't think you need to do that. Or you could always errata. You have the power. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What would the errata be? Just newer wording. I, I don't know. Like when, like an effect you or your opponent that causes you to discard. I don't know. Yeah, it would be a tough weird. errata. When, 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 you are, when you are forced to discard a card, when you are forced to discard a card that is not a result of your... 
Yeah, I think it's just like I want to separate cost. I want to separate cost and effect here, but yeah, I would yeah. be like concept. Yeah, it is what it is. It does. It seems good, but it also is not going to totally lock anybody out. So, I mean, you could mean it would be like your actually, when your when your opponent forces you to discard a number of cards. Yeah, yeah, that actually, bears the same. Yeah, the the, re yeah. the rewording could be when your opponent's card or gimmick. Forces you to discard any number of cards. I think that would wildly which would mean it like would all this, the tech that was deliberate for him. And yes, I, I, yes, I it, it that, would. Like, it would not yeah, make, change him for the yeah. sake of tag, and I just think that yeah, if it ever became an issue, he would not make seven, eight, nine tag. as effective. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, cheapest champion, non-applicable. I can't. Why can't I say that word right now? Applicable, non-applicable. <laughs> yeah, applicable. Shade is. Targeted. Yeah, targeted. Spite. When your turn roll is at least three less than your opponent's turn roll, your opponent is targeted. Considered targeted. to have. Targeted. Yeah. Swim files. When your opponent stops your submission, they bury one card in their hand. Look at the top card of your their deck and bury it. I would say, tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah. Tunnel. I think Based you on, friggin' yeah. did it here today on the Outlaw Mudcast. <laughs> Target or tunneled. I think we did. With the, ex with the clarification that turn rolls always exist outside of tunnel. It's like super yeah. certification. You could probably, you could almost fit that on one little extra page in the rulebook. <laughs> yeah, what uh, the dweeb? When your opponent would move a finished card from their discard pile to any location, is instead buried. I would say target. targeted. 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 Target. It has to be. Otherwise, it's going to shut. That card's already going to make it hard enough to play. Yeah, he's going to be. <laughs> a number he's, of um, he's kind of coin flipping. Yeah, there's there'll also be matches some... where like it does nothing because the finishers just kind of naturally come, and there'll be matches where it's a, a huge lock lockout. I've also wondered how that works with uh, things like um, bridging suplex. Bridging suplex to minus one to a skill. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. What's the basically a card that would pick up when you roll something? A spotlight well, effect a card. Finish. Like when you roll grapple. Oh, uh, rolling yeah. So a finish would be buried. <laughs> so he basically ligers dens all finishes. Which is oh, is his only is his only is his only to finishes. I thought his no was to any card. Okay. We'll have a we'll have a different discussion when yeah. Flyboy comes out. Um. Maybe that's one. Maybe that. Maybe that's pulverizer. Five boy was it? Yeah. Tunneled. Yeah. Uh, yes. Discard two cards to pump up your breakout roll. Yeah, tunneled. Yeah, yeah, tunneled. Yeah. Uh, the Ronin non-applicable. I getting that right? Yeah. I mean, what's the yeah. Ronin's gimmick? When you roll agility yeah. for your turn roll, you may shuffle one card from your hand into your deck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, target. Um, yeah. Ultimate Grump. Your falling power slam is also a finish. When you hit a Grump finish, turn this card over. Uh, when you hit a finish, turn this. Well, the the first part's the first part's tunnel. Yeah. They're yeah. both tunnel. They're both tunneled. Yeah. You just whenever you hit, as was when you hit cards. Oh right? man, this one. Yeah. The brain, Velvet Assassin. When you bump, choose one card. Your opponent has in play. <laughs> and discard it. Well, we decided that bumps are. We decided that bumps are targeted. Yeah, bumpsters yeah. are target. Yeah, for, for right, right now, now yeah. Targeted. Yeah, that one was the great. We'll, we'll have a finalization episode that'll be much shorter, I think. I think so. Brian, wait yeah. for it, Schmidt. Your opponent cannot. 
play a finish if the what, has to be targeted. Targeted has to be targeted. Yeah. And now it's well. Wait a minute. What's this game? Opponent say? cannot play a follow up or finish without a lead in play. Has to be targeted. So, but under targeted, wouldn't that mean they couldn't do that to anybody? Because you're saying your opponent cannot do this, the which doesn't apply to you because outside the tunnel. opponent cannot hit a... Oh, no, it would be the same thing. Hit you. It, well, say, right. it should say against yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, your opponent cannot play a follow-up or finish against you without a lead in yeah. play. Yeah, that's one and of those ones that just be, needs an added word or something. Or tunneled with that wording. See, it'd be tunneled if it had that wording. Well, it actually wouldn't even be applicable because it's already specifying against you. Right, against you would be would clear it up. So would that be would that gimmick then be applicable against every opponent in the match? They couldn't play that. They couldn't play. Well, D three uh, is targeted, right? Yeah, there you go. D three is back in the. Yeah, I was gonna say D three is very similar. I would say this is targeted, and your opponent can't play that against you. Similar to D three. Yeah, I guess, does D, D, does, I guess if does, D3 is targeted, yeah. Does D3 say you? Well, D3 says your opponent cannot play a finish against you unless they have three cards in play. Okay, so if it says you, I think that's the keyword on those ones. Because on, that's another one that this one could kind of be up in the air. Your opponent needs yeah. three cards in play to hit you with a finish. Up, oh, yep, you's in there. It says you, yeah. But I would still say you target this, right? Not both players have to do that against you. Uh, then I think you might get into situations like know. D through D two and Schmidt tag team, right? Yeah, it has yeah, to be targeted. Targets yeah. one player, and they need to have it against you. I, I is what I'm leaning okay. towards. Again, I think this is the one we gotta. This is one of the like not crystal clear versions. And it has to be targeted because again, otherwise you would be increasing its effectiveness by by twofold. And the intent is not to do that. Yeah, and I, th I feel like D3 was one of the original <laughs> offenders of this. So. Yeah. Well, I remember the issue with D3 was originally it worked against both play worked against both players. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say, that by that logic, if he was right. one of the original causes for the discussion, him and Schmidt need to be targeted, period. Like, and that's targeted and, and lock it down just because again i feel like d3 and schmidt as a tag team would be really difficult to come by and not only that mm. i feel like d3 was the precedent for targeting that would really confuse people right. if we went yeah. back on that yeah, it's a very interesting gimmick um because it, it's those two are very unique we're kind of back to the the gender specified ones yeah because the thing with this is if if you target it, he basically has no gimmick against one player. But that's the same for so like, like I'm, I'm thinking that's tag the same team. for EDM, right? He has no gimmick against one player. So yeah, okay. same thing with mimic. We were talking about earlier, like mimic can't just shrug off every finishing move by getting the static oh, yeah, increase. Targeted, yeah, guess, and that's nice. And so, okay, right. cool. Targeted works. Wiser wizard. Once during each of your turns, when you when you would lose the match by disqualification, you may instead play one additional card this turn. Tunneled, right? Tunneled. 
Yeah, tunnel. Wrench monkey, nothing. Big Jim biased, targeted when your turn roll is at least three greater. Llama, once per turn when your card with rolling or kicking the name is stopped, you may play one additional card, tunneled. Here's the original Lobo, which we'll talk about just for because it is a thing. When you roll agility for your turn roll, you may discard one stop from your hand. Then your opponent may discard one stop from their hand if they do not add one. That, I would say, Ooh. is targeted. Only the selected opponent. Yeah, similar to... Is it Invisible Man yeah, has something point. similar to that? Right, so that's definitely targeted. Yeah. Mr. C, nothing. Target. I don't think we do tags and trios. Um, uh, we have we don't really do tags and trios in multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Big Daddy Motor. During your turn, <laughs> if you have nine or more cards in play, your leads and follow-ups are also finishes. I'd say tunneled, right? Yeah. Yes. Good luck getting out uh, nine times however many players you have. <laughs> Here's a good one too. Mother of Llamas. <laughs> Your power is plus one for each submission uh, your opponent has in play. Max plus four. Ooh, that'd be targeted. Uh, I think. Well, I would say would be... same as RVD tunnel. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'd say R. I'd say same as RVD tunnel, and then it's of course global during uh, turn rolls. Would you only count the highest of whoever? It has moves against you, though. Yeah. What if one person yeah. had two submissions and the other person had three submissions? What would your yeah. What would your bonus be? You yeah. count. You count the highest during turn rolls, and then you count. Well, you it's know, max plus four. Does that solve that or no? Well, no, because well, if you're in, in, like if you're in a bird cage and everyone has one submission against you, I don't think you should get the 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 max on that. That would yeah lean towards. Targeted, and I think if we're doing that rule and just making a rule ruling on it, even if it is inconsistent from RVD, that's fine because we're like physically stamping these as a rule, right? No, what? No, I think I think we'd stay. I think you stay tunnel. Basically, yeah. you know, players players play submissions against you, and then essentially whoever has you know during turn rolls, whoever you know whoever has the most against you, that's your highest, and then on an individual basis, you you calculate basically depending on what your opponent's done again. Yeah, you would tunnel Here, for like a finish. Here's the reason I would say targeted. Mm-hmm. Because the brain is targeted, and he has to choose in advance who he thinks will win the most turn rolls, and therefore trigger his gimmick the most. And I think that has to be the same way is with Mother turn of turn rolling the same as playing cards, though? I feel like that's back to the same thing. We're like... Well, again, right? You're gonna get if you if your opponents are smart, they won't play submissions against you. Well, yeah, okay, so now so, you have so let's, to like so worry how we, about it being your opponent's turn and okay. then not having the option. All right, is King Carcosa targeted or tunnel? I would say same thing as RVD, tunneled. Okay, well, because she is because she is essentially reverse Carcosa. Carcosa yeah. looks at his own grapples. She looks at her opponent's submission. So here's the difference is things like RVD, he just has to hit a card somewhere. 
Whereas these gimmicks, uh, such as Mother Llamas, they're actually addition. You have to do, you have to count the number of cards somewhere. So it's a little different in terms of one card being out versus multiple. And again, these are cards that are being played against you, right? Or would you just say, because you would, because you wouldn't say, oh, if she targeted, you know, the brain and the brain had three submissions against El Super Ombre. She gets plus no. three. Wouldn't see the top. Right. If you so, did targeted, so if she's it would be tar- the same so thing like Mimic. Whenever that, well, that would be only when they have a submission and play against you. So if I'm Mother of Llamas and I'm in a triple threat and I select the brain, the brain is like never, like I only have options to throw strikes at the brain, right? Right. I don't. I think targeted might seem like the way to go. Makes it nice and clean. It's super easy. Whenever that person has a submission to play against, because if you if you don't do targeted, if you don't do targeted, then the justification is okay. Opponent A has two submissions against me. Opponent B has three submissions against me. Why shouldn't I count them all? As you know, hit my maximum before in that case. Well, the same the same way with RVD. If I've got a high against one player and a well, high against the other. I don't but his just says if you have a high in play. To me, I think that okay, well, the right. rabbit hole okay. of not targeting this is really okay. far. But if I'm if I'm if I if I'm King Carcosa and I have two grapples against one player and one against another, would you say I have? Three? You have three but grapples. I would say three? Mother of Llamas yeah, is more three. like Mimic than she is RVD. And this is right, a, right, but I, okay. But I'm saying, like, with so with King Carcosa, you would basically, if he had one grapple in play against three different players, you'd give him plus three to his to his grapple. You'd make him, you'd you'd bump his grapple up to a nine. I would say so. Yes. Right. So. Um, that's what I'm trying to think about on that. Should he be? This is just as your your grapple is plus one for each grapple in play, right? Your, your grapple is plus one for each strike in play. Or strike I would play. say yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, I would think that play. that is equivalent to, and tell me if you think this is sound, having a dragon sleeper in play against one person and then a ankle torching in play against another one and then uh i'm just i was trying to get three cards that add plus one to submission if i had a plus one to submission in three different things i'd still have plus three to submission yeah i guess this works kind of like uh bob you know like when we did that hardcore triple threat you know if if, if one of us had had a finish on you know two different people we still get both bonuses i would say mother of llama is targeted gavel King Carcosa is tunneled, gavel. That's what I would, my initial. Right. Meaning, uh, meaning if he has strikes against three different opponents on turn rolls, he gets plus three to his. Yeah, same gun. way if I had a kick to the head, a dragon okay. lariat, and a slamming and jamming in play against three different people. Same rules would apply. Yeah, let, like, let's look at the odds. It's, it's actually the same. If we go back to keeping it consistent with single player, he has to play and hit all of those cards. Same thing with single player. He has to play and hit all of those cards. So it's literally uh, almost the same odds, except that now you're also probably not getting the turn roll as frequently. Right. J-Trade. When... 
All right, so just to, just to clear up, so Mother of Llamas is targeting. And Carcosa is. Does she tunnels, see? Yeah. Does she yeah. see all of the subs her target targeting has in play? Against her, same thing like Mimic. Okay, so yeah. it's target within the tunnel. Correct. And Mimic would be. Okay. Yeah, we determined that tunnel you can't see inside other tunnels. Okay, that's J Train. All right. You may turn this card over to stop. Is that targeted or tunneled? Tunneled. Tunneled. That's tunneled. Tar it's, yeah, tunneled. Tunneled. Lord Thompson. You play, you... When your strike is stopped, you have the added text shuffled into your deck. Um, yeah. Tunneled. Tunnel. Eddie Fury. Tunneled, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Ryan Neal. When you hit a Ryan finish, your opponent gets one fewer breakout. Tunneled. Oh, tunneled. Mouth of yeah, Southeast tunneled. Michigan. When there are no cards in your opponent's discard pile, your strike submission grappler plus one. Targeted, right? Yeah, targeted. Oracle targeted. Black Scorpion tunneled. AKD, King Kong Dundee, no effect. Yep. Swaggy D tunneled when the crowd meter increases draw one your opponent randomly discards a card targeted right yeah uh, it has to be targeted, targeted. Yeah. it's got to be targeted, targeted. Yeah. It's it's targeted. A, yes it's actually interesting because you kind of have to choose at that same point in time when you would normally be able to change That's your target actually... <laughs> right. the increase of the crowd <laughs> the crowd meter increasing is outside the tunnel yeah, yeah. it has to be targeted you did wiser wizard alexander slamilton Tunnel. Tunnel. Match Pete, nothing. Yeah, Norseman. After you flip, nothing. Candyman Dan. This is an interesting one. You may discard uh, one card yeah. you have in play. Choose one of the, one card of the same type. Lead, follow up, or finish that your opponent has in play and discard it. Tunneled? I would say it's tunneled. It's you have to have the card in play against the opponent that yeah. you want to get rid of the card yeah, in play. And they have to have a card against you, so there's a lot less chances you have all of that. Right. Dread Pirate, nothing. He falls in. Google Docs, Dan, when yeah. your turn roll is three greater than your opponent's turn roll is three greater, they buried one in their hand. That is. Yeah, that's always yeah. targeted. Turn rolls. I want to just do a few more before we wrap it up because if there's any other, like, oh, we missed this whole genre of things. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. What about breakouts like um, so uh, Hulk? Practice team. site, tunnel. That would be tunneled, right? It'd be, it'd be tunneled. Yeah. Yeah. Ra Ra. Targeted. Haltane. Ooh. Has to be targeted. Ra Ra. Ra Ra is. A, yeah, it has to be targeted. Because she has your, to choose. Your skills are considered yeah, higher yeah. than your opponent's yeah. skills for card effects. Yeah, you'd have to target that. Wrecked Chaos. When you and your opponent roll the same skill, that's obviously targeted. Rolling Outlaw. Yep. When you roll submission for your turn roll, you may discard one card you, you and your opponent have in play and randomly add one card from your discard pile to your hand. Targeted, right? That's targeted, targeted, yeah. Yeah, yep. targeted. <laughs> the freak, when your opponent hits a strike, they bury one. That is tunneled. Tunnel. Tunneled. Tunnel. Lady Baba, when you flip two or more cards, your opponent buries one in their hand. 
targeted, right? Targeted. So same targeted. thing. I tackle Michael yeah. Kirk. The brain buries a card if he's my target. Feels weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, feels weird. That's the... Uh... Feels super yeah. weird. But that's, that's the Anarchy the Sun thing, exception. Right? Anarchy Sun, Lady Baba. They're going to be a bunch like that. Yeah, because you can flip without hitting a move via like entrance yeah. card or something. Yeah, that new uh, is that new Super Show app? Oh yeah, the right flip app battle. Avoid. When your opponent yep. stops avoid finish, your opponent's giving his blank until the end of the crowd meter increases. That would be tunneled, yeah. which is Tunnel. cool, tunneled. right? Because he could double blank. Yeah. Beat stick branded. Your cards with beat or stick in the name of the edit text. Your opponent buries one. Tunnel. Yeah. Tunnel. Yeah. Big Bad Bobby D yeah. actually specifies choose an opponent. So he's yeah, target. targeted. Yeah. Yeah, all the all those um X Royce yeah. triggers. Brian Schmidt targeted. Yeah. E three Brian Schmidt are targeted. Yes. I guess that's one that people want a definitive rule on. Uh I think this is pretty good. Yeah. Let's start yeah. the match. Yeah, I think we've done pretty good. Mike D, you may bury three cards in your hand to stop any follow up. Tar- uh tunneled. Tunnel. Now, tunnel. Mac Attack, yeah. well, tunnel Mac attack the follow will up. be targeted. When you bump, your opponent discards one card. All bumps effects are targeted. Yeah, Subject to change, but I would say the universal consensus. I think people would be more shocked if we announced that bumps were not targeted. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Because it would... Yeah. yeah. Supernova. After your opponent flips any number of cards, they bury one card in their hand. Targeted. Whenever targeted. that player flips, they bury yeah. Yeah, Bombada, or targeted. Your opponent's Read skill it. requirement cards have blank text. Well, that's targeted. 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 So yeah, yeah if I <laughs> play a call to the crowd against you, that's a skill requirement. Even though it's in your tunnel, it's not blank. Now the question is: Would that blank their skill requirement card against somebody else? Yes. Because you've already pre-selected and kind of like Peter Lionheart, I guess that so one's following the same. So this is another one, super yeah, weird, right? Yeah, the same. Targeted. Yeah, you're you're modifying a deck. But I mean, we do the same thing with Peter Lionheart and tag. Yeah. What do you do with yeah. Peter Lionheart? So Peter Lionheart, at the start of the match, you, you choose an opponent's uh, finishes and they're yeah. blank. So if if I choose it, their finisher is blank, so, no matter who they played against. So on on precedent, right. I would agree that's, with that. That's, Even though it leaves, yeah. the, it goes in the tunnel. Yeah, it, I guess it's blank outside the tunnel. There's no like this is gonna sound weird, but like cleaning process <laughs> when it goes in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean because there's that. I mean that's that famous tag team of a uh, original GM Clay and Peter Lionheart changing everything to submission matches. And, like in, yeah, I think it's a weird distinction to say that it unblanks when it goes in the tunnel. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've agreed that the tunnel is only cards being played against somebody, so you can still see their deck, even though you can't see the exact cards in it. You know that wherever those finishes are, so they're blank. I choose zombie. Your skill requirements are blank. You go to hit the brain with a a call to the crowd. It's blank. That would be consistent with Peter Hart, Lionheart. Yes. Yeah. You could even use like a token She's not to start on somebody to kind of show that. Kind of different from. Because here's the problem if you make it untargeted, right? 
your opponent's skill requirements are blank. Then you go back to the brain's argument. Here, she's blanking four cards, not two. Uh, because she can swap. No, well, because they can, could. They could. Both can opponents could play against you. Right, but you can. You can only blank one. One opponent's. And they're skill always blank, regardless who they're playing yeah. against. That's what we're. That's what. Yeah. We're going right, right, and and I think yeah. this falls under the same odds of like one on one. If you do that against one person, unless they're you know the uh, mortal warrior or uh, uh, the other one, they only have two skill cards, so you're only getting two cards at any given time. Right. Wreck targeted or tunneled when your opponent hits a strike, draw one plus one. Yep, tunnel. It's against you. Gives you some more odds, but yes, lovely mode. After your opponent hits a finish, if they do not have a card of the same move type in play, your breakout rolls are plus two. Should have been plus three, but tunnel, tunnel. nuke targeting, yeah. pretty boy snow, nothing. Poco loco, nothing, nothing. Razzle dazzle. When you have a strike, grapple, submission in play, your skills are plus one. Targeted Ooh. can't be on twice. Right. Uh, I'd say tunneled, but can't be on twenty. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just like that the RVD argument and the same thing with the. Oh <laughs> come on! Wait. Oh you, you <laughs> dirty, dirty, <laughs> dirty. You forgot, forgot to play the quack. Oh you, but I keep dirty dog. It's real bad that I keep <laughs> quack, 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 quack. saying tunnel uh, targeting, but I'm meaning tunneling. So really bad. All right. Okay. We can just start the whole thing over. We'll be good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two hours of footage in the can. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta Timestamp look now, ahead man. two like two and a half hours. Robbie G targeted. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just start going through stuff. We're we're repeating them now, boss. No, that's... we're good. I think that that's it. I don't think there's anything we're missing. Yeah, Stamp yeah. it, target or tunnel. Clarify yeah, turn I... rolls outside of the tunnel. Boom, done. Yeah, bumps are El targeted. Poyo. And that's pretty much in you know. After you or your opponent. Tunnel. Tunnel, yeah. He can only deal with cards each stopping. Yeah. Only, yeah. Against, only cards against, played against him. Gideon Guts. Or, or he plays. Because it's... Yeah. It. I want to say tunneled. It's it's something he's with... Mayor Slam it's Town. A added, it's something with yeah. attacks, right? He's, he's a Mayor Slam Town uh, Theo Neo with punches. Yeah, tunnel. So tunnel. All right, that's. I think that's solid. Tunneled or targeted, very simple. Once per match, Krampus. Once oh. per match, when your opponent they discard their hand, if they do not add two cards from your discard pile to your hand, targeted. Does it have to be one per match? Well, you'd have to pick an opponent that says, you know, hey, are you going to lose your hand, or am I going to search? That's why I'm thinking it could be tunneled, which is weird because it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't rely on somebody to hit a card. That's true too, so it, right? In a multiplayer match. Yeah, because that's that. The brain could play a card against me, and my target is zombie, and I'm like, "Hey, zombie." Yeah. Would it? Well, it's too easy to say who has the biggest hand size. That's the guy that's going to make the decision. Yeah. You know. You're comparing so, hands. Could you Once read that one more match, time? Your opponent may discard their hand. Mm -hmm. If they do not, add two cards from your discard pile to your hand. I'd say, I'd say, t well, because you're targeted. Yeah, it has to be targeted. Yeah. 
has to be because yeah. the hand is outside of any tunnel. There's, it's yeah, I guess yeah. There's no card in play LED. to talk about tunneling. And you would just always pick the guy. Or, or would you? Or would you even want to? Would it just be that doesn't matter because it's only one per match, once per match effect. That was right? the argument, but I think that that makes it inconsistent because you can't tunnel something that never exists in the tunnel. Well, I would say I would say it's then neither tunnel nor target. You just do it once and that's it. Yeah, but I think the idea is you don't want it to be in your favor by going, oh, that guy has you know twelve cards in his hand because he has director of operations, so he's less likely to discard his hand to allow me to do this. Again, it's only uh, the only thing that is, I'd say, once per match. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to be rude. So I'm, a, so I'm, a, so I'm a little up. more, so I'm a I little think, more. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like there would be no harm in allowing it, but I think you just, if we're labeling these things definitively, this is targeted. Yeah. All right, then we're talking. Yeah, All another right. one of those small sacrifices LED. for consistency. <laughs> and so far, it sounds like we've had like two or three of those, which, on a grand scheme of things, is is awesome, right? Uh, yeah, LED, um, I'm, yeah. LED, I'm thinking it's targeted. Yeah. Yeah. And boss, with the ones that we sacrifice for uh, the consistency sake, I mean, hey, you know, you could always reprint them with an upgraded version. True. Le Penguin, your opponent cannot force you to discards in play. Targeted. So if I choose. Wait, well, hold opponent, on, wait. It's hard hold for me on. to read on these the files. Your opponent cannot move your cards in play to any other location. I would say that this is targeted like D3. That's a tunnel. That's interesting because, mm. well, because so, it would work. So it'd be something that would work against somebody like uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. But it also would work against things like over the top choke. Yeah, or like the tunnel might suplex. make more sense. Yeah. But what about things that are outside the tunnel, right? So like that's where I think targeted because yeah. yeah. like because like, like Kenny Omega because because clearly this is designed to be like an anti Kenny Omega anti yeah. uh, Black Star. Well, if we said turn rolls are outside of the tunnel always, right? Would that still cover the same thing? Where if we say right. this is tunneled, so um, Kenny Omega, if they chose me as a target, which he wouldn't do. Would never yeah. would still work, right? I think that tunnel might be the way to go. Well, he might. Nobody can make him discard cards from play. I mean, I don't think it's unbalanced. The question would be: Is that fall in line with the other standards? I mean, if the standard is tunneled or targeted, right? So targeted yeah. would say only one. You could only prevent think, one yeah, player I, from I, discarding your stuff. I think that that seems weird. I think that you should just your cards and player protected. I can't make you get rid of them. It could use better wording for sure if that was worded for multiplayer. Well, we did say Brian Wayfortschmidt yes. was targeted, right? Yeah. And that's kind of his deal. Deals he's being protected against, you know, against certain kind of cards being played against him. Yeah, this might be. Yeah. This I mean, this doesn't involve cards being hit. Situations where it's like consistency or power level, right? And before, I kind of, yeah. again, I, I feel how Michael felt earlier with, yeah, it's okay, we can let him get away with it. But consistency-wise, like, this is him being affected by it, right? Would this be more similar to a D3 and a Brian Schmidt type effect? 
or is this more similar to like a practice site? Yeah. Uh, well, practice site and Madman Fulton require cards to be hit, whereas this is a gimmick could 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 easily get this. So it it, it falls outside of the tunnel, unfortunately, which means it's a targeted. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because you can because you can both you can both be hit by a gimmick, which is again outside of the tunnel, or yeah. you can be hit in the tunnel with cards that for that discard cards and play. Well, do we want to have hybrid characters that basically an effect well, like, like I that think the, if it comes from a card being the hit? One right, the gimmick. The gimmick would require you to pick the penguin, which you would never do. That makes sense. So, like, if you yeah. got tunneled, well, you well, you, well, well, you might because if, if if penguin has to target and he targets somebody else, so like else, if it was the team of swim like a penguin and slash Gordon or whichever or JT Dunn versus the penguin. I, well, you wouldn't feel LePang would be protected uh, from both those gimmicks. Because the targeted ones, so, I just don't think anybody would ever like like tunnel. Would this be like a class so, of high? So would it be like a hybrid where like you have like cards hitting you are tunneled, but then gimmicks are selected? If you said targeted, right? I, you would. You would have the issue with the tag team that I just said, right? You wouldn't be able to block something that probably should be blockable. But if you said tunneled, then let's use Kenny Omega again. Kenny Omega would have had to select LePenguin, which he probably wouldn't do. And then he would also need to have the card in play against Kenny Omega. So I don't know if it it makes more sense to target, right? Because it's you're you're preventing. I, I feel like mm -hmm. it's very similar to like well, practice if I'm not mistaken. Well, see, I see. I think this is kind of because, like, let's say, let's say it's you know Kenny Omega and Black Star versus Le Penguin. If he's got a target, then one of those is going to be live. If it you know if it tunnels, then then both those gimmicks would be live, right? No, I would still say yeah. if it tunneled. That's what I'm saying. Like tunneled would cover things in the tunnel and the turn roll in that case. Right. But, like the turn roll would also have to be in the tunnel. Well, if that makes but, sense. Because like when they when they use the Kenny Omega effect, right? They're going tunnel to tunnel mm -hmm. still. They still are right because Kenny has to operate within the tunnel. But that's but oh. no that but we consider that a target. We consider Kenny yeah. Omega's gimmick a targeted gimmick. Yeah, he has to pre-select no, who he is pre going after everyone. You're first, like you're targeting the person and that's locked in. But then you're going I, I, okay. Tunnel, I, tunnel, okay, right? I get so, like, I get what you're saying. You're you're saying that he's, you're saying he can only because Kenny Omega can only discard yeah, cards. So in the like top. the tunnel wouldn't you wouldn't be able to discard against the penguin. So 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 it would be a tunneled gimmick because you can't. Discard cards that are in the tunnel. Yes. Is that, your is that what you're saying? Your discard okay. your cards in, the in their tunnel, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think right, it, it comes fine. down to the, yeah, the definition of the tunnel is what so, the like, cards Kenny Omega are being is clearly that a are targeted against, against you. you. You have to select target, it's resolved. But once the targeting is finalized, right. yeah. it's then goes into the tunnel. And then Le I would say LePang would blocks that, right? Okay. 
And right, because he protects things in the tunnel. Yes. Okay. Let me add him. Uh, All right. Is copy the text of the stop card. Tunneled. Tunneled. Uh, tunneled. He's tunneled. Yeah. yeah. You have to target him. Well, no, he has to. He's, well, sorry, yeah, he's tunneled, to, but it's he's yeah, the move has to be played. Yeah, he's the wrong play cards again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, is there anything you guys want to add to this? Because I think that's a pretty solid start. Here's a random um, at no. the start of the match. At the start of the match, choose an opponent. Their power is minus one during their first turn and turn roll. I would say you choose your target. They're minus one. Yeah. And if you switch to somebody else for targeting other things, the chosen opponent is still minus one. Because it's at the start of the match. But at the start of the match, you put a minus one token on that, that character. And now, even if you switch your target, yeah. you made the selection at the start of the match. It's already there. You can't switch it. But you could switch your target okay. if that makes sense. So, no. like, if I had like impact his family, but the original selection is so well, run run that Asian by me zero. one more time. At the start of the match, okay. choose an opponent. Their power mm -hmm. is minus one during the turn and turn rolls and first and second breakout rolls. Okay, so okay. at the start of the match, I take a token that says minus one power with these parameters. It goes on top of the guy's card. If I switch my target, I do not move the minus one because the, the decision was made at the start of the match. That's how I would rule it. I don't know if, okay, there's, anybody, so, if there's inconsistency there. So so what so what hap so what happens when you switch the, the target? Stays. Does the new target does the new target no. get a minus one? Because it doesn't say at the start of the match choose a skill. Well, but didn't we have earlier? Yeah, with and, thirty, with, with the, yeah, where you at the pick... start of the match choose a skill. Here at the start of the match, you're choosing the opponent. Oh. So, like, if this was worded at the start of the match, choose power. When your opponent rolls that skill, it is minus one during their turn and turn rolls. You know, you you've made the choice at the beginning. This is the selection yeah. that you're making. I see the distinction. You're selecting the player. That this is going to be applied to. So at the start of the match, choose an opponent. I yeah. choose so, them. Right then and there, their power is minus one during turn rolls. There's nothing that they can do about that. I would say that that's different, the way it's worded. You can't switch it because you made the decision at the start of the match. You don't have a second opportunity. Same thing like EC3 yeah, at the, the start difference. of the match, draw three cards. You've already done that, right? So, so basically, my so once with him, once my gimmick is once patient zero's gimmick is on someone, it's on them for the rest but of the, the game. But the target could change. But I can, but, but I can swap targets for entrances. Yes, or not, that's how I would rule this. I would say you've infected the person in the beginning of the match. They are minus one to their power, and it doesn't matter if you switch your target later. You've already used your start of the match effect on somebody. Now that would apply even if somebody else like wanted to falling power slam that person, correct? Because they have that token on them per se. Their power is minus one during their turn. Yes, so falling power slam would. would yeah. Work. Which makes him kind of cool okay. in this. 
Same yeah, thing with being that's, a lion that's heart, pretty, being consistent, uh, right? Blank this guy's finishers at the start of the match. Use an opponent and blank their test, yeah. right? So I did that at the start of the match. Now when the crowd meter changes, I'm going to switch my target, but it's not going to blank the person's finishers because the finishers already were blank for that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so for start of the match stuff, it's with depending on the wording, it's like it can be locked yes. into one to one yeah. opponent. Okay. But like if Peter Lionheart was if like the subject your is your opponent, finish card and has blank text, which is might have been better or worse. I'm not sure. That would have been tunneled. But this says at the start of the match, choose an opponent's. And this is the distinction because it blanks spotlights and stuff like that. So it is different. Press 1P is tunneled. Tunneled. Yeah. All right, I think. Just because I brought this up earlier, both both versions of Jokerfish, oldest target, newest tunneled. That's important. I would so the Jokerfish one. Um, I promise this will be the last one. The new Jokerfish, targeted or okay. tunneled. I want to pull up the exact wording on it because I think. Yeah, I think I it's I don't know the wording. targeted, but that doesn't. Seem I've got it. Like that might be. So the new so new Jokerfish is your opponent's finishes are also follow ups for your stop cards. Your cards 19 through 21 cannot stop cards. Your opponent's finishers are also follow-ups for your stop cards. Your cards 19 to 21 cannot be stops. I want to lean towards this is tunneled. Yeah, yeah. I think tunneled. Yeah. I think the distinction is when someone attempts to hit you, they, they are now currently your opponent. Yeah, to me, because it involves hitting cards, it should be tunneled. Yeah. Otherwise... Otherwise, if it's targeted, it's just way too. If it's targeted, there's no reason to play the gimmick. Yeah, because he still gets the drawback without the. I don't the, the know right. if, if, because the whole again, if you did the vacuum of like, I've selected, um, the brain. Now the brain's finishers are also follow-ups. So this actually might make him amazing in tag team, where. I don't necessarily have to run the stop any's, but if I was targeted, right, then I would choose the brain, and his finishers are also follow-ups, so my partners could kick them, right, if he would do it. Well, doesn't well, his gimmick worded that his follow-ups may yeah, work, it, though? It, it's, it's his follow-ups for your stop cards. Yeah. It specifies oh. your... It doesn't make your other – yeah. The opponent – if you were in a tag team, your partner couldn't play – stop couldn't Tunnels. stop that opponent. Yeah. yeah. It's only, it's only – yes. it only works so on your it stop says cards. Yours, uh, it, it's yeah, either it's, tunnel this card. It says your stop card. Tunnel yeah. this or make him obsolete yeah. tag. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, because it's like Madman Fulton. Yeah, He's basically yeah, underselling. You're not <laughs> – you're not getting. It, he has no his his has no positives to his gimmick. His gimmick's all negatives. Not in multiplayer, technically, right? Because you could still kick well, a finisher where you couldn't before. Eh, against. We can, you could you could kick one finisher, but you give up elbow strikes, right? Yeah, but you but you're giving up elbow strikes. 
I was on T. I didn't even know if he needed the. Yeah, I mean, on extra cards, nights and throw without you stop cards, but. Well, I I think the idea is that you can play like the really the more powerful cards at twenty five through twenty seven yeah. that yeah. stop follow ups because so those tunnels, now work on right? finishes. I think, I think, this tunnels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like your snap DDT has an added effect on top of being a stop finish, which is really nice. Yeah. I think that's the idea behind the gimmick. That's why the trade-off was made. You can play the better stop innies, but you give up the 19 to 21. Yes, I would say that was definitely the conversation. And we went with this, obviously. Some other yeah. suggestions were it only works on strikes and grapples or uh, grapples and um, submissions. So, like, those are always considered follow-ups, but not the other way. All right, this is perfect. I'd say this is tunneled, and I, I think everyone here okay. in this room is qualified that we're kind of all on the same page at this point on what would be considered tunneled and what would be considered. Yeah, I think we're pretty much on. Well, I'd say amazing job, guys. Yeah. This was not planned to get that sort of solution. We've had like guidelines and five step things, and I think we really nailed it in the simplest way possible tunneled or targeted. Mike, how do I yeah. pay my fine here? Um, uh, uh, unmarked non sequential bills. I may have some of those, most likely not. Okay. Uh oh. Um, gold doubloons. Uh, Bitcoin. I'll take some Bitcoin. It's not worth much right now. It's just well, yeah, that's right. But you get it in a dip, and then it just goes back up. <laughs> that's true. It's an investment. <laughs> no, 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 Dogecoin. So, so how how difficult has this made now designing new competitors? <laughs> I think it makes it easier because you don't design have to, new competitors. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan of keeping the gimmicks yeah. clean and simple. And I've seen a lot of times that yeah. we've had to add more words to clarify this stuff to prevent it being broken. Instead of doing yeah. what we just did and kind of have a universal rule. Yeah. All right, well, this was great, guys. I would like to, at yeah. some point, do a real concise summary episode if you want to do that. I think we can do that for sure. Yeah. I'm also right. down for that. Bye, so. man. On behalf of Michael Kirk, you have a, a cool sign-off? Yep. Wow. Never. I just have my normal sign-off. I'd like to thank um, the panel for coming by, Bob Dunn, Dan Page, Steve Resk, and Colin Simon. I really enjoyed the show. I think people will find a lot of value in it. With that being said, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I've been uh, really interested in it because, as you know, our local group plays a ton of multiplayer, and I was a big, uh, you know,